When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show podcast. We are live tonight for our international episode of All Things Destiny. And tonight we have a very special show planned for you. This week on the Destiny Show, we welcome a Twitch streamer, member of the Fudge Pushers stream team, and Team Ahamkara. He is a passionate content creator, Hunter Main. Straight from India, he is King Allen. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. God, one thing wrong, though. You're not a hunter main. Is that is that correct? I'm a titan main. He's a titan main. So (laughs) my standard thing is to to put in hunter main. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fool you. I'll fool you. Uh, To add me, though. The best subclass is uh, the best class in Destiny is the Warlock. But I'm a Titan main, a pro Titan main. And um, I mean, I, the best movement right now is the Warlock. It's just untouchable, purely untouchable. And, uh, and then comes Hunter, and Titans are the bottom feeders. <laughs> our movement Ooh, is. Ooh, that's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> our, our movement is completely restricted, there's only very few things we can do. I'm waiting for Twilight Garrison so I can uh, break some ankles of hunters and warlocks. So please give me my Twilight Garrison. We're we're gonna get it. And Guardians, you're probably hearing some more voices here because we have some special guest hosts on the show. Shadow Price is on vacation tonight, so we welcome two awesome individuals. First up, we welcome a returning rock star. From last year on the Destiny Show, he is a YouTuber at large, kicking ass with 38,000 Guardians strong. He is a member of Last Rights Gaming and one of the oldest and most respected organizations, Planet Destiny. He comes from the London, UK, the international man of destiny. He is Jarve. Thank you so much, Jarve, for being on with us. It's so great to have you on. Again, buddy. I appreciate the introduction, man. International man of destiny. I've been called a lot of things in my life, but I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like how it's. I like the ring. Like that. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait. But wait. There's more. We have another awesome individual from the Destiny community. He's one of the funniest people I know. One of the coolest podcasters in Destiny. Genuinely a very nice guy. He's the founder and host of the Destiny Addicts podcast. Straight from Australia, 
He is Bushman Bob. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, look, I, I feel a bit taken aback by that. Just how a thrall felt when he met Oryx. That was smooth. That was straight from Destiny that Dad Jokes on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> I, like I, like I like that. <laughs> oh, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm I'm totally a nerd myself. So you know what? But hey, we're probably all nerds. Nothing wrong with that. No shame in our game. That's how we roll. And Guardians, tonight on the Destiny Show podcast, we'll discuss Solstice of Heroes. We'll talk about Halo Infinite delays. We'll put King Allen on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. And we're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie with This Week at Bungie. And Guardians... We're going to get started. I have a really interesting thing to share because King Allen, you said it's 4.45 in the morning. So mm -hmm. that would mean that you were probably up at around three in the morning when I messaged you on Twitter about being <laughs> our guest. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, because <clears throat> uh, I need to get ready for uh, the stream and other things. I the way The way I function is. I wake up, I give it like good two, three hours where uh, I go around the community. I uh, catch up with everybody, say hi, you know, keep in touch with my friends. And then, uh, you know, I do the stream and then I get off. And then what I did uh, to start my day off is what I do to end my day as well. I go around saying bye, good night or whatever. And then I go to bed. That's when you caught me when I was saying hi to everybody. <laughs> That's so awesome. So what time do you normally wake up in the morning? What's your normal, like, wake-up time? Uh, sometimes it's uh, 3 in the morning. Sometimes it's 2. I like to wake up, like, uh, yeah. I, ha I have to have my schedules uh, lined wow. up to other time zones. So it's, yeah, I was going to say, you're doing that so, that so that it's there for predominantly American and UK audiences, or? Uh, my community is mostly uh, UK, uh, United mm -hmm. States, New Zealand. Um, so I need to try to adjust the uh, schedules in a way so it matches at least two or three yeah. hours of each time zone. Yeah. Um, you know, it also helps stay in touch with all my peers as well. Like, it's 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 easier to collab. It's easier to uh, do things with them. I like to talk a lot. I like to play with people and talk a lot. So it's 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 good for me. So you know, you gotta make some sacrifices. <laughs> That, that's pretty crazy, man. So how much sleep do you get per night? <laughs> uh, okay, so I grew up in a convent, so we had, we had this bell to wake us up, right? So exactly six hours and we wake up. So my mm -hmm. body is trained already uh, to wake up <laughs> after six hours of sleep. Six hours is like, uh, you know, the the nominal amount of sleep that I need. So I don't sleep more than six hours unless I do like a pretty long stream and I have to sleep for more than six hours. But yeah, six hours is all I sleep for. You know what? Um, I'm the same way. I need to have six hours. If I sleep more than six hours, I feel like I chug NyQuil and I feel just out of place. If I sleep less than six hours, I feel like a zombie from The Walking Dead, and I can't really function or, or think straight. So uh, I can definitely relate to the six-hour thing. It's 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 been it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, I, I I normally stay up until like two in the morning. I'll be honest. Yeah. I 
I was going to say that's a real destiny player problem, I think, especially for you know people with kids and families and stuff. It's it's a how long do I keep playing this game when I know I have to wake up at you know six or seven in the morning? Yeah, especially man. when you're playing with people from different time zones and you're like, yeah, but you just jumped on and oh, let's try this activity and it's oh one more game and it's like uh, one thirty. Okay, <laughs> that's it. I used to work nights in the UK, so um, I sort of uh, was guess trained as well in a way where i used to have to get home from my night shift sleep and then do like school runs and stuff so you're mm-hmm. looking at like four or five hours as an absolute maximum when i'm on shift uh, mm-hmm. but then to try and sleep more when you're off shift is you just can't really do it uh but since that's changed i've been trying to catch up on sleep um mm-hmm. so i just get as much as i can possibly get now because uh i've got about five years worth of sleep to catch up on so <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Jarvis, the mini Destiny content machine. I, I think we can call you call you a machine now. You've earned it. You've you've been kicking ass. Thirty-eight thousand. Wow, my friend. Congratulations. First up, congratulations to you on thirty-eight thousand. That's insane. I don't know where it comes from, dude. Like, I I, I literally just uh, like pinch myself every day because we spoke a bit before the show, like. We're trying to sort of figure out how many subscribers I have when I was a guest on the show, uh, and you know we, we picked a hazard and a few guests, uh, guesses, sorry, and um, I think yeah, last time I was on the show it was it was probably two or three thousand. It couldn't have been much more than that, and that was sort of last year. Um, I was just a, around ten thousand at the turn of the year, um, and like we spoke before the show, like in March, I sort of changed my sort of uh, approach to it a little bit because my circumstances changed and uh, this is what I do now so uh, and with that um, you know you get sort of the fruits of your labor I guess um, mm. consistency has been a really big part of what I've been doing this year uh, and I've just been trying to build a really good platform ahead of Beyond Light and trying to use that as a springboard for bigger and better things um, but without sacrificing the quality of the content so it's a challenge but if you want to you know, be successful, then you need to rise to those things uh, and set high targets for yourself. Uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a journey, man. But like I say, I just don't know where it comes from, and I'm I'm forever grateful for all the support that comes my way. Uh, and the whole community is incredible, uh, and the little community that we got going on, everyone on YouTube and, and Discord are awesome as well. So um, I just can't thank everyone enough. Really, it's been sweet. Oh yeah, no, I think the Destiny community is pretty pretty awesome and it's it's awesome how everybody just comes together and so supportive of each other and uh it's it's definitely great to be a part of this journey and tonight we're gonna put king allen on the hot seat for our discussion with the guardians so king allen i hope you're ready oh yes sir all right well we're gonna get started right now and the first question we have for you is when did you start playing destiny and why um, I think I started playing Destiny, uh, year, the beginning of year two, uh, D1. And, uh, it was, it was a game that, <laughs> but it's, it's a funny story though. Cause when I, when I got my PlayStation, um, for the first time, um, uh, I logged in. Destiny was the first game I ever played on a PS4, at least my own PS4. No, it was the first game I installed when I, uh, when I bought it, Destiny had this, whole uh thing going on 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 a playstation you know like there was like adverts and stuff going on for uh place uh for destiny on playstation so i got it and 
it asked me to design a character that was like at that point like seven years back or eight years back at that point i was like mind-blowing you know <laughs> yo they're asking me to you know make a specific type of a person they want me to color the person they want they want me to give them hair or whatever and i dressed them up and it was so cool i thought that was the coolest part of the game right and then i log in i go in and stop playing um man i fell in love with the gun gun game uh, the gunplay in the game it's crazy for everybody who says the gun game in Destiny is uh, is not good, you mm. you got it. Nah, no, 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 no. It's such a, a it's very forgiving compared to any other game I've ever played, and uh, it just feels good. That's when I, f- I fell in love with Destiny as a game, right? <clears throat> and then um, my my when when I, uh, the day I fell in love with Destiny as a whole, you know. The community and everything as a whole was uh, when I did my first raid. For all, this is for all my solo players out there. Mm-hmm. If you think you're enjoying the game as a solo player, I am sorry, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you are absolutely doing it wrong. I was a solo player. I can vouch for that. First raid. It was. It was. It was such a. Um, what's the right word for it? It was uh, difficult is not the right word for it, but for lack of a better word, it was difficult to find a team, right? Because nobody wanted me. No, everybody was like, uh, "Oh, you don't have this. You don't have that. Uh, you're new. You're this. You don't have this many clears. You don't have." You know, this is before I knew how to play the game, and mm-hmm. and then surprisingly, <laughs> Ek came my way. Equagan, I'm sure everybody knows him, right? Um, is a very close friend of mine. He he it. He was shocked that I uh, that I was not able to that, that I didn't do a raid yet, and he asked me why. We had a good chat about it, and then um, he taught me over oh, this is this this is this this is this whatever, and then we slayed the raid, and you know I did carries with him too. Like a month after that, I'm telling you, Destiny has more than what a game should offer, and you should be a part of it. If you're a solo player, make even the smallest effort uh, to go out of your way to play with somebody, make a connection. The game will become so much better for you. I can vote for that. Yeah. Oh, Alan, that's such a great point because I I think you hit it right on the nail because it's so true. I think Destiny of all games that I've ever played, it's the most cooperative game, and it's the game where I made the most friends and connected with the most people. And I think that's what makes Destiny so special. It's not so much about going into an activity by yourself. It's about experiencing the journey with a friend or playing through a raid for the first time. And it's that feeling that you get when you complete something really challenging for the first time. And it takes a lot of coordination and just working together and precision. And I think that's what makes Destiny so special for me. Yeah, for uh, for me too. It's... it's... I... I feel like a lot of people keep saying it, and I feel like there's a stigma to saying this. It's all about the community. It's all about the community. But it is, though. It really is, though. Like, the look at, take a minute. If you're in Destiny for more than a year, right? If you're part of, a, part of Destiny, the game, for more than a year, stop, take a look around you. Look at how many friends you've made. Look at all the genuine connections you've made. Look at all the genuine relationships you've made. People 
that would be in your corner, uh, you know, even though they're mm -hmm. not IRL, your friends, you know what I mean? They probably would be your friends if you met them IRL, but mm -hmm. th that's what it is about. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but there's a mask going on in the background. I was gonna, like, I was gonna say, is that the bell that you, wakes you up in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, kinda, kinda. Uh, they have, they pray like five times, um, five times um, a day. So, so that's and five the, in the morning for you, yeah. So that's, that, yeah, is that the first yeah. one? It's the first one, and that mask is two streets away. <laughs> wow, it's still that loud. Wow, it's very loud. Very low, and uh, oh, by the way, for those who even care, uh, I'm not really a not a religious person, but I'm um, I'm a I'm a Catholic. I'm a Christian. Uh, that's for mom for all my Muslim br brothers who pray. Uh, whenever it happens on stream, I don't mute it because I I have like a few Muslim brothers who watch and they like to listen to it. I think they hear it differently than the way we hear it, and I I love it. I enjoy it. I respect it. So I, I gotta ask, who is the real King Alan for anyone who hasn't met you, or maybe hasn't really seen a different side of you? Uh, bro, it's the same guy, bro. No, like, there's there's no in between. Uh, I'm I'm both extremes. I'm either extremely happy or extremely sad. Same vibes, the same energy you get from me. Uh, you know, online is the same energy you get from me in in real life. Um. I used to work, uh, you guys are from the UK, right? You know Marks and Spencers? Oh, yeah, M&S. Yeah, so uh, I used to work for uh, the Marks and Spencers command center. Not a call center, a command center. Yeah. Uh, everything online, international, and uh, global, international, uh, and UK-based, there's three different versions of it, right? We It, it goes. It, it used to go through us. I mean, through, through me, there's... Uh, panel of seven people who sit there just like i don't know like 70 monitors with different information going on you have to oh, yeah. uh, wrote everything it's 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 a lot of work right? i was very successful in that field i did my bachelor's in computer application so i didn't want to i wanted to be a teacher because my mom's a teacher but my parents <laughs> wanted me to uh, do more according to them and mm -hmm. um I, they got me into computer applications. I finished it, and then I, I got the job, and it was very successful. I've been working from when I was 17 years old. I'm 28 now. I quit my job uh, a year ago because I'm, uh, I'm not happy. It was a really great job, uh, but it wasn't my calling. I, mm. I, I didn't fit, and uh, I, I, I have a bunch of savings. And uh, that all goes to that. I mean, my dad's expenses and medical expenses and stuff. Streaming is everything I have now. And it's been going great. It's been going phenomenal. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But what you see, what you hear online will be the same energy you'll get from me when, when we meet. There, there's no in between. There's no, there's nothing. What you see is what you get. Yep. That's awesome. And it's, it's so cool how you just completely left a successful career and a successful job in favor of happiness and to find something that, that gives you the ultimate level of fulfillment. And that, that's really cool. It takes a lot of courage to do that, too. <laughs> it really does. Um, <laughs> how, do I, how, do I, how do I say this? You can make a million dollars. You know, all these things you hear... 
oh, money, you got to make a lot of money. You have to be very successful. No, you don't. You really don't. If you have a roof over your head, food on the table, you're set. So I was going to ask that. So I remember listening to, I think it was Broman, and he was talking about his, um, I think he talks about it a fair bit on his podcast and other other things about how he started and the fact that, you know, he similar thing, he'd done lots of jobs, never loved it, but decided to give it a go on, on well, I'm assuming it was Twitch at the time. Um, or it might have been Justin TV. Um, but he was talking about that exactly. Like for him, it was just knowing he just needed to be able to pay the bills. <laughs> and once yeah, he was yeah. there, then then he could, you know, kind of relax a little bit and actually, you know, do the next step. So is that, where are you on that journey? Are you at the point where you're now, I don't know how long, how long ago was it when you, when you quit? You said last year? Uh, last year. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, I can go off of my savings for a while. I'm telling you, it was a yeah. very successful job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, um, I don't know. Uh, okay, this is going to get too personal. It's okay. Everybody already knows. Most, you. most people already know about it. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> so my dad has stage four cancer. Mm. I have a lot of expenses for him. Um, mm. I, I don't have the heart to leave my dad and my mom to by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom still is working. She won't quit, even though I have asked her multiple times to quit. Uh, mm-hmm. She says she wants to die your teacher. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah. wants to work till her last day and die yeah. as a teacher. And uh, yeah. the, the, that, those are her words. Those are not mine. Um, you know, so that's what she said. And she's one of my biggest inspirations um, in terms of work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, my dad is at stage four cancer. He used to be a sous chef. So obviously I get amazing food and mouse. Uh, and then when he got diagnosed with the cancer, my my entire life got mm. flipped over. I was unable to be there for my dad when, when he needed me because, you know, work. And mm. uh, I was unable to partake in any uh, family events. I was unable to be there for my friends when um, they needed me, uh, especially when they've yeah, been there for me the through the, uh, the hardest things. One day, I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy with the way things were going. And uh, my boss at the time, I, I was, I was uh, only reporting. So <clears throat> the way the team works is th- there's some people who report off-site. There's some people who report only to on-site. So I reported directly to uh, the director of sales to, um, for Marks and Spencer's at the time. <clears throat> so I had a call with him, and I told him, I know I've been here for a minute, but I'm not happy. And mm. I want to quit. And the dude was sweet as hell. And <laughs> he said, I get it. I understand. Whatever you need. And he gave me a full uh, relievance package. Mm-hmm. He got me relieved in three days. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great. I've, I've only met great people in my life. Like, it's, it's, mm. he was very kind to me. He was very, very kind to me. And uh, that was it. And I, one day I was playing. My friends were like, yo, you got to shame, dude. You do some uh, funky stuff. Like you should, you should do this. I'm like, all right, cool. And I streamed, and damn, <laughs> five months, bro. Five right. months. Five months. The amount of love, the amount of support, the the way mm. I was welcomed, and it's beyond me. Like Jarv said, I don't know where these people are coming from, bro. Yeah. <laughs> where are you? That's awesome. <laughs> what? That's really Crazy. cool. So you've been so you've been streaming for five months. Five months. 
My account has, has been active for a while. I've been streaming for five months. I could walk you through my journey. Like, it's crazy. That's amazing. It's crazy. And already, and already you're fairly successful with your channel just in such a short amount of time. That's amazing. I know. It's, I can't even believe it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I don't even feel like I've earned it. You know, I, I think I can, I can guess what it is. I think it has to do with your work ethic. And you mentioned that your mom inspired you with her work ethic. And you took that with you through your journey with whatever you're working on whether it be the job that you were courageous enough to leave behind you know and to do all the things in your life that took you to where you are today so i mean it's it takes a lot for how you perceive things in life and it's all a matter of how you approach things in life and if you're a positive person you'll attract positivity back to you and that's just how i found my life to be as well yeah, bro. I, you, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And I wanna, I wanna say this about our community. You know, the, the this recent, uh, talk, recently with all everything that happened, a lot of talk about gatekeepers and all of this came came up, right? I wanna say this: all of the negatives that were said are true. I've experienced it, but we have great community leaders great community leaders the ones that are there now they won't they won't they won't forsake you not that you need them to be successful but if you're looking to uh shape your you know uh your community in a way where you can resonate to somebody i'm not asking you to copy it get the work ethic from them you know i understand that these people for the level of success they've reached they don't look down on you they just don't. Mm. They don't look down on you. I've had conversations with most of the, you know, community leaders. They're great. They'll, they're, they're willing to sit on and talk to you. That is huge. That doesn't happen in, uh, you know, in, uh, in other communities. It just doesn't happen. Prove me wrong. No, that was, that was the same thing I started. We've been doing it for about three years and we're very little. And this is how Corn Julio and I have met. Like, and it's just you just reach out and people they're just normal people happy to have a chat doesn't matter how successful or whether or not they're up and comers it's when i first started the podcast i got in touch with a few of the podcasts that i you know looked up to and they were more than happy to help and you know to, more than more than i expected it was just like here, yeah. here this is the information you need we use this we use that you know this these are the pitfalls that you're probably going to hit um yeah and, and then you just form friendships from it yeah. And, and I, can, I can echo that, too, because, I mean, me and Bushman Bob met in that same exact way. Bushman Bob, out of the blue, reached out to me. And we were a very little podcast back then, uh, even smaller than we are now, where we were just getting started. And for him to just reach out to me and be like, hey, you know, uh, you have a podcast. So what are, you, what's, what are you trying to do with this? It was really cool to, to have the community reach out and be so supportive. And even early on when we didn't even know about audio production anything you know a lot of individuals from our community actually reached out and helped out in in so many ways and i am extremely grateful for that and for every every person who who listens to the show i mean it's still insane to me that people actually listen to our podcast and uh, it's it's a great honor and it it shows 
how amazing and how connected the Destiny community is. And, and I really enjoy that. And I'm sure Jarv would also echo that same sentiment. Yeah, man, absolutely. I think uh, it's one of the most inclusive communities out there, I think. Um, and uh, I can echo what, um, you know, Adam was saying earlier about, you know, being able to reach out and ask, you know, uh, simple questions and stuff. No door ever feels like it's fully closed. Um, you know, obviously there's the right way to go about reaching out to people uh, and asking questions and, you know, looking for support uh, with things if you're if you're facing hurdles and stuff. But um, people seem to be helpful in trying to remove the barriers and help you learn from the experiences that they had. If they had any challenges, they help you overcome them uh, or at least give you the heads up on certain things as well. So mm-hmm. you don't get that everywhere. Like, it's not something that I've ever experienced before anywhere else so uh, yeah just echo what we've all been saying really i want to give an example for that uh for that <clears throat> so jarv is a youtuber right a youtube content mm. creator a great one pause reset play is a youtube content creator and on twitch he's a great content creator scarrow another an amazing youtube content creator right yep so I, I i pay attention to all my brothers like i really do i pay attention to how they talk to each other how they move <laughs> yesterday's Twitter thread. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday, they they were talking to each other like friends. I mean, I'm I know they are, but for those who are watching from the outside, it's like three content creators talking to each other or whatever. You know, they're not looking at how successful each person is. Mm. They're looking at what kind of a person that person is. You know, mm. like and, yeah. and they they immediately vibe and they immediately made a, a schedule. All right, we three need to you know, play. Uh, and then, uh, right, right then and there, Skyro's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm available these two days. And they link up. It's yeah. that simple. It is that simple. There, there are no egos with great content creators. People mm, that's are, it, man. I think Paul, Paul's no kicked egos. it off. It's, yeah. He kicked it off. He's like, he needs to play. He wants to play with uh, me and Skyro and stuff like that. I was like, just call me. The line's always open, literally. Just let me know when. And then Scar is like, yeah, Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. And we're like, cool, all right. Cool sort of thing yeah, out. I'm, I'm not taking examples that happened a long time ago. Yesterday. This is my yeah, boy, yeah, this, this yeah, boy yeah. Scarrow. You know, this is my boy, Pause. Like, it, it's nice to watch it. It's nice to watch that these people carry themselves the way they would carry themselves with a friend in real life. Because if a mm. friend in real life approaches you and your bro, like, can you like give me a, a a lift to this place or whatever? You're not gonna turn him down, you know. You're gonna, alright, bro, just jump in, let's go. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like when I see that uh, happen with the content creators in general, or even in the in the community in general, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm part of it. I'm part of something bigger. Part of something great. And I think and it, was- I think it it it, it kind of goes the other way as well. Obviously, with all of the I'm not going to say the word drama, but it's the first thing that comes to mind recently. With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the Destiny community and the way that we supported people that were not feeling comfortable in situations through big, small streamers and things like that, that and content creators that really drove. Um, and because it wasn't just the Destiny community, we started it and it just went everywhere across the the gaming community and started a, a bit of a trend. So um, I think that also demonstrates it as well it's not just about how to make friends but also how to support people when they're and you know they're not feeling 
safe. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that when that happened, it, it struck a nerve for me, mm. and I lashed out on Twitter. And somebody tried to virtual signal me about this is not the way we to do it. That's not the way we to do it. I'm sorry. Like I have a I have a friend who was went through that situation. Like actually, mm. that thing happened to her. Mm. No, I don't want to say that. Uh, mm. That thing happened to her, and that person who did it is free. Like walking free, you know. Mm-hmm. That struck a nerve when you know I I'm a human. I have emotions, right? Mm-hmm. When something mm-hmm. like that happens, I tend to react in a way that I would react to. That I would have reacted to uh, to that situation at that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's close to heart, I'm not gonna sit and like, oh, is this gonna ruin my reputation? Like I don't care at that point. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. If it comes to me compromising uh, my character. And my self being um, uh, to yeah. make it uh, to a successful spa, you can have it. I threw away a successful job to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, we, we had a, we had a couple of episodes on it, and we started getting you know I'm not going to say hate mail, but I, I had an SMS from someone saying that you know you're, you're you know C's and whatever. Like um, you know I just I just don't care. It, it's worth it for the you know, because they're yeah. cancel culture and all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm, it's just an opinion. We do a podcast. It's, a, you know, two blokes. It's an opinion. It's an opinion piece. And and I'm okay with you not agreeing with me or having a different point Absolutely. of view. But, but you don't need to reach out to me and tell me that I'm an idiot. Um, so <laughs> I, just, I just don't care. You're it not my target audience. <laughs> it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. I, saw, I also want to point this out. If you are secure with your content, right? If mm-hmm. you're secure with your content and if you're a good human being, leave everything else. You will not gatekeep another upcoming individual. You know, don't do that. Let the table is big. Let mm. everybody. It's okay. It's okay. It's not gonna hurt you. Nobody's trying to take your spot. Like it's not a zero sum game. No. Yeah. Let people grow. It's always with the ones who are on the same boat as you that ego you, bro. It's always yeah. it's always the it's the kids that 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 talk to you like you're not uh, that, that you're nothing and stuff like that. And uh, you know I, I've been bothered by one uh, somebody. <laughs> I kind of know who it is, but uh, it's okay. So I'm over it. I'm grown. Uh, it bothered me uh, on my stream saying Allah Akbar like like a million people. You know, like that. That's just a metaphor, not a million people. Uh, hmm. Like you know, a bunch of bots coming in, just panning that over and over and over again, and you know, me getting hate mails, hate messages, and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what? Because I'm, because I'm from India, I'm a Muslim. Not that I take offense to it, I'm okay with it. You can, you can say that. Like, come on. I was going to say that's what you probably your point of difference. There's not a lot of Indian or oh no, there's probably some Muslim streamers, but um, yeah, like that's that's uh, that's literally the only one. You had your yeah. There's only one Indian partnered streamer, and he's not even from India. Yeah, yeah, it's probably from Australia. <laughs> We've got a lot of Indians here. I live in a very strong Indian community where I am, and I love it. I love um, yeah. the, the passion they bring. So, yeah, I, I think I, th- I think one thing for me, it was very eye opening to see some of the things that came out in recent months in the Destiny community, because for me, I kind of live in my own. I don't say bubble, but in my own bubble, because I, I live in my own world and 
I, I, I kind of stick to a similar routine. You know, I don't really deviate from what I do. So I don't see as many things as I kind of wish I did and, and were was more aware of. And even uh, recently, I found out that one of my friends had to deal with a similar uh, situation herself. And it's it's heartbreaking to hear about these things. That There's so much hate in the world and people are just, you know, that there are people who are so negative and so destructive out there and it's it's sad it um, is but it also crazy. paints a, a a real picture that you know the world isn't all smiles and and we have <laughs> to we have to do better as a human race to help and support each other and it's amazing how everybody just comes together in the destiny community at least to make a positive difference and to support each other and to be there during difficult times like this I don't know. I, I just, yeah, guys can be, yeah, C word. Um, I, I remember there was a, the, if you if you go around and uh, like it was, this shocked me because it was actually like family and and older women as well. And we had a, I think we had a, um, I think it was Christmas time with you know with the family and they and they've gone well. How, cause, and I think we were talking. It wasn't about the, this destiny community stuff, but just you know about um, how men treat women. Um, and they said, the women said, well, you know, put up your hand if you've ever been groped inappropriately somewhere in your life or, you know, not safe, not feeling safe. And like nine out of 10, and all the way from a 90 year old through to a, you know, you know, 20 year old who said, yep, you know, like, that's not okay. I've never, I've never been groped inappropriately. Um, like, I don't, I so it's, it's not part of our, it's not part of, obviously that's yeah it's just not good (laughs) so you have to you have to believe this shit happens and that's where my my base is coming from when i hear these stories i'm like it's 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 not okay like it's just not okay but yeah who does all this though who does all this the problem is it's only it's the same problem with the the whole covid problem like it only takes 10 percent of the population to do it to 10 people and it's and it becomes 90 percent of the population of women that it's happened to it's it's yeah and it oh, takes ten percent of the population not to wear masks and to cough on people, and all of a sudden you get coronavirus everywhere. Like it's just it's the minority that ruins. It's the same with everything, whether or not it's. I do a lot of workers' compensation and um, a lot of scheme stuff, and 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 the protections that need to be put in place in the scheme to stop people ruining it for everyone else ruins it for everyone else. It's it's yeah, it's it's not good. Definitely. So, Alan, since you started on Twitch, you also joined a group called Fudge Pushers. Mm-hmm. And do you want to tell us more about Fudge Pushers and how you joined that stream team? Oh, bro. <laughs> you remember when I, when I told you you can reach out to anybody? Yes. Uh, the first person I reached out to, like, I didn't have a vision of what, what I wanted to. My vision keeps, like, expanding every time I try to follow a certain... Uh, uh, you know, a certain goal, it keeps expanding. It just becomes bigger because I keep seeing bigger pictures. I see I'm able to accomplish a certain thing, and then like the picture becomes bigger. You know, because somebody is willing to help. You know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> I reached out to Glad. Like I figured out that I because I, I discovered through uh, Twitter and and uh, I go through. Uh, I you know I try to make as many connections as possible. And I have conversations with them. Reached out to Glad. Glad talked with me. We had a long conversation. And uh, after that, like, we had a bond. Uh, I could reach out to him whenever, and he, he would respond. I am not even making this up. 
Like, he hmm. is as you see him online. Like, literally, he will respond. He will not look down on you. Like, he, he's great. So I messaged him, and um, he, he told me, all right, this is, this is the team, and this person uh, handles it. Uh, he said, Huntress Bree handles it, right? At that time, Huntress Bree was handling it. So I applied for it. I reached out to Bree, and I said, all right, uh, I want to be a part of a team. Uh, stream teams are new to me. I don't know how it works. Like, uh, and then she explained all of those things to me. Then um, I got through, and I got into the team. And uh, that's how that worked. Uh, same thing with the Hamkara, Team Hamkara. I already had a lot of friends in there, but uh, I didn't realize they were all part of Hamkara until I started playing, uh, paying more close attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like some of them have it on their Twitter handle, some of them don't. And it's it's it, it, it. And then as you keep like tuning into streams and talking to them, you find out they're part of the same communities, right? And uh, then I reached out to Banj. Banj uh, is another partner streamer on Twitch, and he is the leader of for Team Amkara. And I expressed my interest a while ago. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday they. And I, I got hit with a massive raid by my brother Luke, and uh, they all, the entire Amkara team family, just came in, and they announced that I was part of the team, and that was crazy. And <laughs> that kind of love you you can't buy. People just show you that kind of love, like you can't fake it. Hmm. That's can't... amazing. And right. and you know, Alan, I, I think you and I are very very similar because you're a you're a go getter, and I can tell that about you just from the stories that you've shared and the journey that you've been through. But the biggest thing when you want something is to not just accept no that this isn't possible, just go for it, you know. And I, I think for me, I had a similar thing where it's like I wanted to start a podcast, and I I, I you know I was very determined and driven to do and to make it successful but i didn't really know how and and i remember there was a day when me and shadow price were arguing about whether or not i can get a guest on the show and i think that day something really lit a fire under me when i was like fuck this i'm gonna do this no matter what like what do you mean i can't don't tell me that i can't i'm going to do it i love that feeling i love that feeling what you're talking about and and it's about pushing those boundaries. And and by the way, Glad is an amazing individual. We're going to have him on next month. So I'm so excited to uh, invite him on. And uh, amazing individual in our community. And the biggest thing that I've learned is don't just accept no. Don't just think because something seems out of reach or difficult that you can't do it. Because I think for me, for most of my life, when I was in my 20s, that's how I thought. I thought like, oh, I can't do this. That's not possible. This is too hard. Fuck mm-hmm. all that. Because what you realize is that you get older each and every year. And every year that you wait and you don't accomplish what you really want to accomplish, that's one year that goes by with you being unhappy and unfulfilled. And at the end of the day, what really matters? It's about you know being happy and doing the things that will bring you happiness and that will allow you to create awesome things that you can be ultimately proud of and happy about. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to add something to that though. Do it the right way. Do it the right way. There's there's a right way and there's a wrong way of doing things. And you know, you can see it. If you reach out to somebody and they say no to you, 
don't harbor hatred or vengeance towards them. Keep grinding. Get yourself to a position where, you know, they are willing to work with you again. I mean, work with you. And make it happen. Because mm. there are some individuals who refuse to work with the other individuals. Not because they hate you. It's because of the experiences they've had in the past. We can easily chalk it up to, uh, oh, but I'm not like them. It's not that hard. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's not that easy for them to process it like that. Too. It really isn't. All of these things are connected. I think there's also an element of how you go about applying yourself when you yeah, approach yeah. other people as well. Like, yep. I, I, if I showed you my DMs, like, I got, like, half a dozen people just spamming me multiple times on a daily basis, um, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And that, that happens and stuff like that. And you, you have small engagements and stuff like that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's understanding that, you know, like, Glad, for example he will do his utmost to get back to everyone. And that's generally the sort of look and feel for a lot of sort of the leaders in the community. Um, and I try and do the same as well. But you also need to understand, like, for someone like him, and, uh, you know, he probably gets a hell of a load of DMs, right? So massive props to him for taking the time to get back to people. But I think, like, sometimes people don't really see that. They think, like, why they're not replying to my message? And then I've got, like, 20 messages from the same people. It's like, dude, like... It takes six hours to make a video. I'm like in on it, working, grinding, and just like I come to my DMs. I'm like, this is a mess. Like, I don't know where to start. So I mean, where where someone like Glad even begins, I have no idea. But like, just think about how you apply yourself when you want to approach people, because the impression you give is going to sort of be that lasting impression. If it's a first impression, that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing I'll say on it. Really, it is. It is. See, I, I, I'm with him on that, except for the fact that I don't believe in uh, luck or first impressions. I, I just don't believe in it. You can always work to get better. But uh, mm. I'm, I'm with Jarv on it. I'm 100% with Jarv on it. Right? Uh, I had a conversation with Glad about uh, how, do, how does he respond to so many people. He said he actually takes 10 to 12 hours a day on his off days to sit and respond to everybody. That is crazy to me. Mm. That yeah. is crazy easy to me that's dedication yeah. right there i don't know how he does you it. can't juggle that with your you know your content you need you know if, if he's if you're doing your content or you're making videos mm. or you're streaming that is or you're doing your podcast that is it like you can't be doing you know on the podcast and then like let me just reply to these 50 dms while you're doing it no you, you need to give it 110 percent. you need to give all your attention to this thing yeah. that you're doing if you want to be good at what you're do, trying to achieve um and you know dude 10 and 12 hours on an off day to do DMs is massive props to Sean because that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the, with the, with the, you're talking about videos in six hours because I had this discussion with my co-host. He was like, oh, let's do some videos and stuff like that. And, like, and I've done a few things where I've clipped audio and I got Deej and clipped and made it a bit funny. But that, <laughs> that, that five minutes of audio took me probably five hours. Um, how long would it take you to do like a, I don't know how, how um, what the most, uh, you know, like if it's a 10 or 30 minute or 60 minute video that you normally do, if you did it like a 30 minute video, how long would that take you to, to put all of that together? 30 as in three zero or one three. Yeah, I don't know. Would you normally do a 10 minute video <laughs> most of the time? Um, or? They, they, they sort of fluctuate around sort of between, yeah. between eight, eight, six and eight minutes is where I normally land where you normally with things. Yeah. Yeah, just because I like things, I like to try and keep things concise and informative, and yeah. you know, not fluff and wackle and uh, create <laughs> unnecessary, 
you know fluff in my videos and stuff but yeah, yeah so um um i guess it really depends on the concept of the video that i'm doing like for example yeah. if we take a friday i do i do two uploads on a friday but those two mm-hmm. videos are turned around in an hour so i do two videos in an hour one's done live so it's completely done differently and the other one's yeah. done uh sort of traditionally in adobe premiere and stuff like that but um yeah. i guess for me like i sort of try and go okay well for commentary and everything like that ideally i want to try and do that first because that sets up the structure for your entire video and then it also makes yeah. sure that when you're putting the visual aspect of your video together it matches all the audio elements as well so yes. i mean and that's that's for people that are actually watching your video right because yeah. a lot of people don't watch the visual element of your video um see that's why audio is key and we spoke about it before the show about mm. all the time we spent with audio and getting around headaches and stuff because especially with all the uh, pandemic and the amount of digital content being consumed a lot of people would just have you on while they're working from home on their yeah. laptop you know yeah. uh, same yeah. with streams right they're lurking the lurkers are the ones that are you know really supporting you in that sense because they're they're working and lurking that's literally yeah and it's the same on youtube really they've got your playlist going or you end up in a playlist and it's like wait you end up on a on someone's ipad and you don't really know but yeah so i, I yeah. try and do the commentary for an hour so or sort of set an hour window to get that down and then i can re-record any bits that i need to um and then it ideally i try and get all the footage the day before so before i log off so i yeah. don't have to get on and sort of just get it all together but i mean for me the solstice stuff's been a bit of a headache this week just because i've had to grind yeah. the game to get the footage because you can't make yes. a video about something and then not visit not show it it's like man that's yeah. that's bullshit dude like you haven't even done it yourself <laughs> it's yes. like I, I, right i sound, sound, sound like a complete hypocrite if i go farm this thing but you haven't done it yourself dude it doesn't really yeah. doesn't really <laughs> resonate so um yeah it can it can take a little while yeah i'd say an eight minute video I normally log on around midday UK time because my uh, my other half, my wife, is normally work. She works from home, so she's at my my workstation oh, until around midday, yeah. and then she's yeah. like, right, you know, her lunch, and then she sort of like vacates to the sofa, and I know I can jump on my workstation. It's a team effort. Yeah. It's not a, it's not yeah. a one man band over here. Um, <laughs> and then um, then I work through until I post my video, which is normally seven or eight PM UK time. Um. So I try and keep that routine. I'm in a routine and my content's in a routine and humans love routine. So if you become part of someone's routine, then that's that's the best thing that you could try and hope for, really. Yeah. Um, when you disrupt that routine or become inconsistent with it, then that's when things mm. start to sort of take a bit of a wobble. Uh, and that goes back to like streaming and having a schedule. People need to know when you're going to be live. People want mm. to know roughly when I'm going to post a video as well. Um, so it's... It really does help you out. Um, so having that sort of time frame to make content really helps you make sure you can stick to those time commitments, I guess. Those, there's subconscious there's, there's ones. Lot, so, so for like six to eight minutes, it's a good four to eight hours, would you say? Or? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, Potentially, that's a yeah. lot, isn't it? A lot of people don't so, see that. Especially though, if you're terrible or crucible like I am. Like, if, you know, <laughs> you know, if I want to make an eight-minute video about a weapon, that's going to take me, uh, you know, <laughs> 
four or five hours worth of crucibles to get some mediocre <laughs> gameplay and it's like what is this that's why i take all the com- that's why i take all the audio out because it's just stressful for me um, it looks easy when you release the video you know it looks polished and and you know it looks so oh yeah perfect. the commentary is recorded way just, before the yeah. pvp experience dude like right. as far should, should, apart as possible you should have a second one just for the outtakes just for the just, oh, just get the audio in it and this. the bloopers the that's bloopers. perfect you can see uh, how many times I have to re-record audio pieces. It's insane. I don't know how so people I like Frostbolt record. It. I hate it. How do people use it? <laughs> I don't know how Frostbolt makes his videos like whilst on stream. Like he'll record like the intro with bits to his stream and then you know, no, put it together yeah. and then and then post it. So massive props to him because I get like yeah, editors, bro. Mm. Some it's, do. Some have them. Yeah. No, this gameplay gets the uh, gets you know saved on cloud, and then uh, whoever he is given access to his editors, they pick it up. He just he probably sends them a message. I right, I need this to be a video because you know it's hot, and they make a video and immediately dump it. And uh, most of his gameplay is like fucking clipworthy. Like I don't know if so. I have a lot of streams open, and most of it, uh, most of the streams that that I watch while I'm streaming are all pvp stuff mm. <laughs> like uh, like I, I i have like a tv in front of me uh, i i just have it going on because i like to watch people while i'm doing boring stuff uh, you know <laughs> and communicating with my community and watching and you know if i see something I'm doing solstice i want to see something that's exciting <laughs> yeah i mean i i look a lot in leopard stream like he's literally my yeah he's my like below average content while i'm uh making more below average content you know he's he's, he's so good to watch um and everything like that so he's me he's my uh sort of bread and butter while i'm working on things in the studio and then i have to so is that what's his i'm always looking for good new um twitches so i've is it just leopard or what's his yeah i think it is yeah leopard yeah leopard. Uh, i i watch uh i watch uh i Okay, my my routine is um, it's a mixture. I watch uh, Chev, Miss K, um, and really then I, I watch people in in my community as well. Uh, Rico, uh, Paley, I call her Paley. Uh, so her name is yeah, I'm Courtney, King Oro. Mm. So uh, like it's a mixture. It's different conversations to vibe with when you wake up in the morning and then before you go. It's it's. I watch people the, the way they suit my day. You know, I want some energy when I wake up and uh, I want some, uh, you know, chill vibes when I pass out. <laughs> so like, I, I play something like that. There's a lot of... I gotta ask, we have an international cast tonight and I'm, I'm curious, as a international content creators, are there any challenges that you all have faced <laughs> in the Destiny community throughout your journeys? Okay. Question Time zones? Let me let me go first. <laughs> I have a lot of issues. Like I have a lot. We don't even have servers in India for Twitch to start. Mm. Like literally, the Indian community, uh, gaming community, is so uh, diluted in terms of uh, Twitch and what game we play. So far, every uh, Indian uh, gamer that I've uh, spoke to or played with. Uh, I'm on Reddit too, so we, we talk a lot. Um, mm. They all want me to move to YouTube. 
Mm-hmm. They're like YouTube is where where it is for uh, streaming too. Like a lot of the Indian audience is there, and the reasons they keep telling me is Twitch doesn't doesn't uh, show enough love to India. Like there's no Twitch Prime, there's no uh, you know there's no dedicated service for India. There's 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 literally nothing. There's, we don't even we used to have a Twitch India uh, handle of on Twitter that's gone too. Mm. Everything is done. There's no, there's no support at all. Already, it's difficult. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go for it. Sorry, I was gonna say discoverability on Twitch is is really difficult. And I think with what YouTube does well, um, yeah. when looking at Twitch, is allowing people to be um, discovered. Um, like, uh, like for me, like I'll, I'll be streaming a reset on a Tuesday, and I'll have seven, eight hundred people in my stream. I would never have seven, eight hundred people on Twitch because it just, it just wouldn't happen um, at all. Uh, not not for a long time, at least. And you'd have to work hard at it. But um, you know, YouTube gives you a platform uh, and seems to allow you to get discovered by more people a, a little bit easier. And also with, mm-hmm. I guess, with YouTube, especially with Destiny, like even on a reset day, for example, you'll have half a dozen people streaming. But you go into Destiny mm-hmm. 2 directory on Twitch. How many people are streaming? that game <laughs> but, but but you have to remember youtube's the second largest search engine in the world and the the, the one, number one and number two are both owned by google so if you can find yourself literally in the top five of the ones on youtube you're going to be in google so just, too so. uh, I, I had a quick look at it so it's just youtube gaming isn't it no that's not even a thing or, or anymore it just it's just youtube, just, oh, it's just yeah. YouTube. yeah yeah they, they retired their gaming arm and to sort of have have youtube as a so you just now. go on YouTube and just press go live and then people find yeah, you that streaming. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the title of your stream and the tags in the description is what makes you discoverable. Now, mm. now I'm curious about this. I know that for Twitch, there is some kind of an exclusivity that they have for like 24 yeah. hours. Is that the yeah. same way for YouTube or do they not have that? In what respect is it exclusive um, in terms so- of... So you can't really broadcast the content out unless it's 24 hours after it's live. If you're on Twitch, because once you become an affiliate, they make you sign an agreement mm-hmm. that gives them 24 hour exclusivity on the content that's made. Right. So you're just asking if it goes the other way with YouTube. Well, so with the YouTube no. partner, it's. It, once you stream, you can ha- choose to have that video either go straight to private and be unlisted, or you can have it hosted to your channel as almost like a, a VOD um, mm-hmm. that people can go back and watch. But in terms of exclusivity on that content, I'm not 100% sure, uh, in all fairness. Um, but as a YouTube partner, uh, I don't think I would be able to restream in terms of across multiple platforms. Um, I guess, which may be have that that may have that slight overlapping exclusivity that you're referring to. Um, okay, so then that, that makes sense. Now, now, Jarv, as a content creator in the UK, are there any challenges that you've faced in the last year? I mean, you've grown like substantially since uh, we first hung out. Yeah. Um, how how have things been for you as a content creator, especially in the last twelve months with COVID and everything going on? Yeah, so my my personal circumstances changed quite a lot in in March. Um, I was sort of like a 
uh, manager of uh, analysts. Uh, I'm a very analytical person anyway. Uh, I love data and spreadsheets and dashboards and all that crazy stuff. Um, so YouTube and Google Analytics are right up my street. Um, they don't really overwhelm me. If anything, they're not deep enough, and I keep digging deeper and stuff. Um, I know a lot of people say don't get lost in the, in the figures, but there's certain figures that people focus in on that are the wrong figures. Uh, and it's all the important ones like engagement and actually how your content's resonating with people that matters. And those are the people, those are the stats that people don't look at all the time. So they're the ones mm-hmm. that I look at because those are important to me because that's how people are reacting to your content. And that's how, and that's how it's been consumed. And everything else in terms of sub numbers, viewership looks after itself if those things, if those metrics are hitting the right beats. So one, one, one side of the coin looks after the other, I guess. Um, so my circumstances changed here in, in March. So um, I found myself sort of looking for work. It wasn't really in line with the pandemic. It was uh, structural business changes aside from the pandemic. So it was what it was, but uh, you touched upon a bit earlier. It's about an opportunity of making yourself happy uh, and doing something that you love doing. And whenever I grow up, you know, whether it be learning guitar or, play, you know, riding a skateboard, I'll do it for like three or four years and I'd quit doing it and then five years down the line, I think, why didn't I stop doing that? I was actually not that bad at it. And, and then you end up living up with the, these small little regret, you know, little regrets in life because you didn't continue to do something that you enjoyed doing. And making content and playing, playing Destiny, whenever I get the chance to do that now, but um, making content and stuff is something that I enjoyed doing and actually helping people. When I was part of a clan when Destiny first started, you know, sharing and supporting and helping people through activities was a thing I enjoyed doing. But YouTube's created a platform to allow me to do that, but mm. reach more people, have a bigger reach. Um, and I try and position my content so it's not just about the veteran players. It's about actually, if you walked into the game today, would you know what you were even doing? Uh, it's not to make the assumption that everyone's been playing the game since it it launched, you know, um, and having that, you know. Inclusive, inclusivity, I guess, uh, to keep everyone involved uh, has helped the channel grow as well. So, uh, yeah, so since sort of March then, um, I've been really sort of knuckling down uh, and sort of focusing on on this sort of as an opportunity to invest in myself. I guess the other time that I might have an opportunity to, do, opportunity to do this is if I retired, but I'm probably nowhere near that yet. Um, so I, I thought it would be a good opportunity to do it now. Um, because I won't, I may not have another chance to, to sort of do it really. So, um, once I made that decision with the support of my, uh, uh, my other half, my wife here, then, um, we've never really looked back. Uh, like I said, it's a team effort. Um, and, um, we've got a routine going here that makes the machine work as you referenced earlier. Um, and it's pretty, it's been pretty well oiled this year. I'm not going to lie, uh, but consistency has been a huge part of that. Um, the algorithm mm. is sort of a bit of an unknown on YouTube and people sort of reference it or moan about it. But um, it's um, you need to understand what it is that you're delivering and how that can influence uh, the algorithm and what that means for people that see your content um, as well. So um, being sort of quite analytically driven, uh, you know, focusing on uh, the key things like your retention and watch time and engagement the important stuff about your video uh, really does matter. And I've just sort of, sort of built it up from there, really. I guess the next two or three months look a bit uh, blank. And <laughs> now they've pushed the uh, <laughs> DLC back to November. 
So um, I've been trying to be a bit creative with what I've been creating in the last couple of weeks, focusing on things that people probably have been overlooking for a long time. You know, people seem to sort of lean on things that are the, you know, the easy option, like I guess Xenophage being key option. It's relatively easy, high damage, low effort, because it doesn't require a crit versus something like Sleeper that actually over a short period of time can can do more damage than Xenophage, but you need to get a crit. So, um, and you can't use Actual Morig and things like that. So there's a compromise, but there's always another option, right? So it's just really highlighting those things that people have sort of been overlooking. Uh, so that's what I've been sort of building up the last couple of weeks, and they've been resonating really well, sort of hitting sort of 80 to 100,000 views. So wow. I've been doing pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I posted a video today, and it got like 12,000 views in two hours. I'm like, what is this craziness? But if something's, you know, if the, the ball's rolling, keep it keep it moving and i've spoken to other people in last rights you know there's a lot of great content creators there um enigma being a a friend of mine that we met up at one of the get wrecked events and i reference youtube as a content creator as being like a snowball it starts off small and it moves very slow but over time it builds up and just gets bigger and the more you push it in terms of uploading content the faster and bigger that ball gets um Um, and you just need to keep but the worst thing you can do is stop the ball rolling because as soon as that ball stops it starts to melt away um, and then and that's sort of the sort of analogy I use so as long as you keep that snowball moving um, you know keep the quality it's all you know keep good quality mm. content coming out consistently then yeah, you don't want dirt on that snowball yeah. no that's it you don't eat yellow snow you know you don't you don't <laughs> Don't 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 shit where you eat, right? So, <laughs> um, but it's um, you know you just keep it going and and yeah, see where it goes. But yeah, it's been crazy, man. I've been waffling. I'm, I'm, I'm waffling now. You got me waffling. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's so interesting, Jar, because you and I are very similar in the sense that I'm also a very analytical person. Like my day job requires for me to analyze a ton of data, a lot of spreadsheets that I work with. So. I'm very much the same way. Like I, I focus on things like bounce rates and conversions and, you know, uh, time on site and uh, so many different metrics that I rely on to tell me, okay, are we performing well? Or are we not? Mm. And that's how my brain kind of thinks. So it's interesting that you guys are you're focusing on the, so data is important. It's the same even in my job. It's not clearly not as, as strong in the analytical stage, but we've got stats as well. But for mm. me, I look at the, and look at why is that stat important like what, what part of that is important for the engagement for my clients because i only would just work with one-on-one with clients so my numbers are all yeah. lower than but yeah it's about the what and that's what i learned from going to uni it's not it's not about how it's how to learn and it's learning the why we do stuff not the how or the what the how yeah. or the what i want to yeah. i want to add to the way right so analytics on twitter is not the same as uh, youtube Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, YouTube a view is a view, sub is a sub, you know, comment is a comment. It's very, it's very, uh, what you know, it is as is, you know what I mean? Like, it keeps mm-hmm. increasing, there's, there's, you know, obviously there's likes and dis- dislikes, but we can't really base uh, the quality of the content based on uh, the number of likes and the number of dislikes. It's ba- if you build the community strong enough, they're going to like everything you post, even if it's bad. Obviously, yes. they'll reach out to you and tell you the quality. Uh, I like the crap. Yeah, they'll reach out to you near the end and be like, "Yo, bro, I wasn't feeling that because I've done it." 
you know I, i've done it yeah. I, I've, i've said it to people bro i like it i comment it but that's because i want to support and i want to want you to grow right but yeah. i don't like this video this video is garbage you know what i mean like i i wouldn't say garbage <laughs> but, you know uh, <laughs> i i would be constructive about it cuz i want them to be open with me as well when i'm doing stuff i don't want people to gas me up for a bad video like my video is bad tell me it's bad cuz mm. i want to grow i don't want to be stagnant you know what i mean but the twitter yeah. analytics is a little different it, it's based on vision it's based on how you see it right uh <clears throat> okay a small flex this is not ego so oh shit is just a small flex since i've done over 300 recalls to uh recalls and carries to uh legend mm. comp and i've done over 280 plus flawlesses uh last season and the season uh season before that no just uh this last season my numbers were crazy it was i was averaging 90 100 every day and it was, it was crazy right but then I realized uh, I was I was doing what I was doing to push uh, numbers and to make partner, right? Mm. I don't want I don't want partner like that. I'm okay with not having it. You don't want to be a service. Yeah, right? you don't want to be a service streamer. Yeah, you want to be. Yeah. So I stopped all of it. Like one day out of the blue, I just stopped all of it, and I was like, you know, I want to see how many people show up for uh, for you. Uh, yeah, mm. for me, and uh, not for what I do. Mm. You know, and the numbers obviously tank, which is okay. It's completely fine. That that those people that showed up, they're the ones that's gonna see you through all the way. Mm. The entire yeah, they're gonna be there the entire way. Those are the type of pe- uh, type of people you want. Those are the type of people you need to uh, uh, surround yourself with because they want to see you grow. They want to see you get better. They want to be a part of your journey. Uh, I want to build a community. That's a personal goal. I want to build a community so strong that we're we're able to uh, push other content creators who are in the same boat as me. You know, like uh, I I'm, I I don't I don't believe in luck, but I have to say this. I feel like I'm I'm blessed. In the five months, I've been blessed by a lot of content creators sharing their communities communities with me and showing me a lot of love. Right? Obviously, not everybody's gonna get the same kind of love for. some odd reason because the our directory is huge i'm following 180 plus people who stream destiny mm. and that doesn't even count the number of people i'm not following like i don't even know like i try i look every day uh and i try to keep track of everything it's uh, but i that's my vision i want people uh, i want people i don't want um someone to be there because of something i'm offering yeah yeah you know like i i want it to be a safe space so for me analytics is out the window because my vision doesn't depend on it yeah i you guess not the same i guess thing. when i look at uh, so if i got like a video right i go okay these videos are roughly about the same topic they're structured the same one's performing a lot better than the other the question yeah. i need to ask myself as a creator is why now the only way you can really do that is actually going into the analytics Now for 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 that is I know you reference like a view as a view but a view on YouTube is is understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. where that where that watch time is landing because you might go okay let's actually look at the timeline on the video and you can see where those views are are landing yeah. uh, and and, yeah. and for how long and it might be that there's yeah. a particular part in your video you go my views are tanking here what did i do or what happened in the video versus mm-hmm. this one 
where everyone sticks around and um, a little bit longer. Na naturally, over time, over the course of the video, you see a natural, you know, um, downward yeah. trend, yeah, of, of yeah. viewership. And that's natural as people's engagement levels vary. But then um, if you've got a very sharp decline for any particular reason, then you need to understand what that was. So you don't, so you don't repeat it. So you need to learn yeah. from, and that's the only way you can really learn is by looking in the analytics because otherwise you'd watch the video and at face value, they look the same, but the data tells you otherwise. So yeah. that's, that's how uh, I use it personally. And so I try and learn from little things that I've done that didn't work for whatever reason, so I don't repeat them. And yeah. that's a really great point, Garv, because YouTube is a very discovery-based um, Based, yeah. um, So you have to focus on the metrics, especially with Google. I mean, you have to think Google owns YouTube. So that is a platform that is very heavy on analytics and analyzing how a piece of content is performing to determine how it's going to get ranked in Google. So yeah. if your content is poorly done and you're, you're getting data that shows you that the content isn't performing well, more than likely, it's not going to rank. It's not going to be seen. It's not going to get discovered. And maybe your circle of friends might watch it or, or maybe the community that you fostered already. But in terms of being found by any new individuals, you're going to be very limited. And I think that's also the point that Twitch is very difficult in that sense because it's hard <laughs> to get discovered on you Twitch. Need, you need to be, and you need to be on. Like if people pop on, you need to be on at all times. Otherwise, because the, the the engagement is the whole stream. Because if you get someone jumping, someone jumping on, you don't even realize a new person's on. If you're not entertaining in the first, I'm assuming three to eight minutes. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. yeah. So let's say the analytics work differently for both platforms. Let's say like Jar said, he uses analytics to better himself. Right, uh, he yeah. uses the uh, analytics to better the quality of the video to make sure uh, he doesn't hit the same trend <laughs> again. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's based on for him, uh, for Jarb or any content creator that that cares about the quality of their work on YouTube. That they're focused on the quality of the work, the work yeah. that they're doing. You know, I get it. Like that's that's perfect. That's what we should be. Like, and, and, and I love your videos. I love Paz's videos. I love, uh, you know, like, you. all of us are on the same boat. Like, I, I consume your content. Like, I'm not very, uh, I I can't be very vocal about it because you're, you're on YouTube, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> how do I say it? Like, uh, you, you don't stream it. I have to watch it and comment, and that, and that is done. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's done. Our, yeah. our interaction is done. Uh, maybe uh, you know I join a Discord and we try to have conversations again. You know how hectic it gets uh, in Discords. You can't really keep up with a lot of things that's happening, and that's not mm -hmm. because you don't want to. It's because time is very limited. We only have twenty four hours to do a lot of things. You know. Yeah. And, uh, sure. Uh, for, for 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 Twitch, on the other hand, the analytics is purely based on what you want. If you're extremely skilled, you're gonna pull a specific uh, type of audience, right? If you're yeah. offering service streams, you're going to mm. pull the majority of the Destiny audience. That's how it always works. Glad mm. is the only exception to this. He's just crazy. Um, and, then, um, and then you have an a audience, audience pool like uh, Datto. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, also, I forgot. Datto is an exception too. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... 
uh, he's a different type of a content creator, but they've been here forever. Mm. Wait, what? They they've not they're not only community leaders. They were the um, uh what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? They, yeah, they were the one. Yeah, they started that, it. That, yeah, they they started it. They're they're the oh. I think I remember hearing Dado saying exactly that. Like he got he got on the ground floor. Um, so yeah. he was he was it, like similar to that YouTube discussion we had. Like yeah. there were five Destiny people before Destiny came out. So he was doing theory crafting and stuff before it happened. So he was able to build, and he was self critical of you know what he was doing at the time, saying, well, you know, it was probably pretty rubbish. But um, yeah, you know, when there's only five people you're competing with, people are people yeah. are trying to get as much information as they can, and then you're able to build from that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. See, for those who were saying they had the leg up and stuff, you need to understand they didn't have a blueprint like you have right now. Yeah. So everyone starts they from zero, right? Yeah. Like, everyone I mean, starts from zero. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm aware, uh, but, but of the fact that, but we have so many people to watch and learn and get better, and we have this, we have, we have metrics. All, none of these things would would be in place if there if there if there wasn't a strong leadership mm. within the community, like somebody mm. took a stance and like, all right, let's push this. And they pushed it. They probably faced more failures than uh, we could ever put, put together. Right. A lot of people probably uh, said no to them. A lot of people didn't want them. And, and, and then their growth has been phenomenal. Yeah. Their visions were different. Like I'm sure over the uh, years, their visions have changed and they wanted to be, and I know they want to represent the community more than anything else, right? Like, obviously. Uh, I think Twitch analytics is purely based on what you want for yourself and your community. Like, I can juice trolls, you know? I can juice comp. I can push numbers, but end of the day, I am not, I am not achieving what I want to achieve. I guess for the, for the, the analytics piece it's really just uh for me at least anyway it's about actually when you what does quality mean to you like quality means different things to different people it's not about just looking it's not about just about visual flair go does this look professional um Uh if it looks professional and sounds like shit it's no one's no one's probably going to watch it right so it's like you need to get a good balance going and obviously the metrics is what helps underpin that because then you can adjust your behaviors to make sure that that watch time is, you know, spread out as much as possible. Because the more watch time you have, then, the, you know, the longer people are sitting on your video. And if that video is monetized, then YouTube's going to like you more uh, and things like that. So, and it's going to push your content more. So, you know, I don't know how Twitch works like that, but I think that's those are important things for a streamer. I feel to know, like when you not, it's not just about where do your viewers dip. But how how long are people watching you for, uh, and things like that? And when do viewers really dip off? And if you, when you, especially when you take raids and hosts out of it, what is your organic viewership uh, and all these sorts of things? Those you need to know what your baseline is and where you're working for uh, from, not what's sort of juicing you up as you're as you're going. So yeah, I don't know what the Twitch analytics is like. I haven't looked at it for years, but I think I mean, those would probably be pretty helpful things for me. Absolutely, and, and thanks for saying that. This, you know, this whole juicing up stuff. The be your own metric you know what i mean for every aspiring streamer there is be your own metric know what your vision is push purely for that vision if you believe in it and be your own metric be your own ruler to measure yourself Mm. 
because uh, the the numbers don't define, you know, how good or bad you are. Because everybody starts from zero, like Jarv said. Everybody starts from zero. Everyone. That's it. And right. there's some amazing people that make some crazy content. Right. Yeah. Like the, where where the quality is so good, and they've got like 150 subs. And I'm yeah. like, I'm the only one commenting on the video. I go, dude, this this quality, this this video is fire. Like, this deserves more eyes. But there's, it, but there's, you know what I mean. And yeah. you you can do what you can do as a creator to try and you know spread that using what little clout that I have on Twitter. But it's just like, it's, uh, there's so many people like that as well. Um, but all I would say is just, just don't don't ever stop. Like it's you're successful, Jar, purely because of your thought process for that. You're able to appreciate somebody else's work. Mm. You know what I mean? That that sh- that's that's the kind of mentality that 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 grooms success. Like you're successful because of your attitude towards other people. I I'm a firm believer in that. If you treat people right, you will go places. I I truly believe in that. Like there's, mm. there's no. Uh, obviously, you have to work hard. You have to put in the grind. You have to do all the other things that come with it. But end of the day, after you do all of this, if you do not treat people right, one day is gonna bite you in the butt. <laughs> yeah, really great points. Very great points. So on that note, I gotta ask, what is your favorite moment in Destiny, and why? Do you want to kick things off, Alan? Uh, yeah, my favorite moment in Destiny is when uh, somebody in my community, uh, uh, when EK touched my life and uh, showed me that there is more to Destiny than. EK uh, touched your wife, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm not married. I'm single. I know, I know. That's why, that's why I thought twice I'm about not saying. Single, I'm not married. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. My girlfriend's about to pull my ass, yo. Oh, <laughs> 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 I apologize. Um, okay, okay, cool. Um, it was it was EK. Uh, he showed. This was such a long time ago, bro. Seven years, eight eight years, I think. Seven years. Yeah. He showed me that this was. There's some. There's more to Destiny than just the game itself. That's when everything changed for me. Like it was my. It, it will always remain my favorite moment about this game. It will always. There's no top in it. That's awesome. What about you, Bush Mob? I, look, I, I, I think um, for me, I think what resonates is when what Deej says. I don't know. He, I think that might have been his last um, twob that he did when it was about the friend game, and it all, it all bopped. It, you know, it all. Um, the end game is the friend game, and yeah, so yeah, similar, I guess, to, to, to King there in that. You know, it's the people that I've met. You know, it's you. It's it's obviously my co-hosts. It's the people that have come and gone. That you know, that you just like a nerd nurse who we started the show with three years ago. I was just in random LFG on Discord, and all of a sudden, bang, there's nerd, and we had a chat, and we, you know, did some, um, you know, just did some grinds in the um, uh, whatever Nightfall or what have you, and he taught me a few things and you know, pulled me through a few games, but. You know, and then having a chat to him because he's a nurse in Florida. Um, you know, finding out what's happening in the real world and the other side of the world. Like, it, there's just nothing else like it, as far as. And it's difficult to. It's you know, I've just popped in before. It's difficult to for people that don't play the game and don't like. That's my social connection. That's you know, especially with you know having kids and not being especially COVID. Um, but even yeah, it's been four five years of Destiny, and it's um, 
that that's where when you've already got limited time and you can only you know really socialize from nine o'clock at night for a few hours that's that's what's kept me sane and, and it's kept me happy and as far as like personal development i know it sounds stupid but um you know, I've gone from a, this was my first FPS. So I went from literally in a game of Crucible getting one or two kills um, and just now I'm killing more people than killing me. And, and that's been a five-year journey. But um, so I can still see that I'm getting better. as well. So now I can do that. I can give other people some tips that, that are working on it. So it's just it's that mix of personal development and getting better at a game that you're actually focusing on. And a lot of people don't see and I hate it, but a lot of people don't see video games as something that you should be focusing on in order to, as a hobby or an improvement. To, um, but for me, it is like it, if it was anything else, if it's, you know, my daughter does dancing or, um, it, you know, Kendo Gibber does Kendo. Um, it's a, if you do concerted practice at something and whether or not that's, you know, you want to be the best person that does strikes um, for speed running or you want to be a PVP god or, you've got to put the hours in and it's got to be concerted practice. And a lot of people just don't think that gaming is something to do. And I just, I, I always challenge people, especially like at my work, they're like, Oh, you're a gamer or, you know, whatever. It's like, well, that's just, that's just crap. Imagine if I said that about the fact that you knew were a dancer or you were, you're, you're, you're a kendo person. And that, so that that's pushed me along in my life as well. It's trying to advocate for the concept of gaming. Yes, there's still bad stuff with gaming, and obviously our podcast is just the addicts podcast, and there's addiction issues with gaming itself. But that's more of a that's a personal thing, and it can be something you you do need to be aware of because it does. There are issues the way you do get sucked in, um, and it can be a social thing as well that sucks you in. Um, so you need to have balance. But um, you know, that with any great sport, if you're the best tennis player in the world. People will say you're addicted to that because that's all you do. The only way to get better mm. is to putting the time into it. And, you know, if you're consciously saying, yeah, I'm addicted to this because I'm trying to get better, why is because it's gaming that's a problem where why isn't there an addiction or a psychological disorder for people that are addicted to, you know, playing tennis or ping pong or anything? So, yeah, that's that's my thing. It's, I guess, been a bit of a self-awareness and, and a bit of a a belief to say it is okay to say I'm a gamer. That's That's my hobby. That's what I'm good at. Yeah something you can be proud of and it's not something you necessarily need to hide from people and and i totally agree with that yeah and and i think for me you know um it's gonna get a little personal here but to be honest with you if it wasn't for me starting a podcast i wouldn't have the job that i have like people would mm-hmm. normally think that okay so you're a gamer and that's a bad thing but in actuality it's all about what you make of it it's all about like if it's if you create something that you're proud of, if you do something you're proud of, you don't have to be ashamed. It's something that will show in everything that you do, right? And and I think video games is a great platform that can teach, that can inspire and instill really great values. And mm-hmm. Destiny is the perfect example of that. Yeah. I still I don't remember if I had this in the last podcast I was in. There was a a, a kid uh, first job that he went for and they were like you know you know the standard questions you're going to get to an interview and um and they said give me a time when um you were able to lead a group and he used destiny as, as an example and that's true like uh, trying to sherpa somebody through 
raid is amazing. I've got my nephew who's 15, um, has, has been playing for a couple of years now, and he actually sh he he led a Sherpa group, including me and and my son and, and a few other people who and you know a 42 year old man from Japan through um, through a raid that. Um, he did an amazing job at it. And you've, you only have audio cues. You have people with six different perceptions and different skill sets and different languages at times. Um, and you're trying to lead through a very, very, very technical thing. Like that's, that's a, that's a transferable skill. Um, mm. But again, people don't, and the, he, he's, he's discussed, and I think it was on Reddit or something that he put it up and the, he got the job because he was able to alliterate what he was talking about, but it was also because there was someone in the in the in the group of the people making the decision that had played the game, wasn't particularly good at it, but understood what a raid was. So it's getting into the culture, it's getting an understanding. It's like it should be on your resume. And then, so that comes back to what I was talking about before. Like we, we need to change the culture of of just people going and like gaming's for kids. It's it's not it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't know, bro. It, this, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. I can put my life on it. There, there's nothing like uh, Destiny and its community. There's literally no game, you know, about mm. uh, like, like Destiny and its, and then there's literally no, no, no kind of community there is outside of it. They, they make people, they make careers. I, it's crazy, and uh, I, I mean, I, I think my, the takeaway should be from everything I say about the game and the community should be that you're uh, should be that you're in good hands if your heart is in the right place, and if you're a hard worker, and if people appreciate you, they got you, dude. They just they just got you. Mm -hmm. dude, that that's all. That's all. Like that's that's the takeaway, and there's good people. There's hella bad people too, but there's a lot of good people. I think for me, like when I think of favorite moments, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think of moments really. I don't think as as, as a one singular thing because I think mm. there's been a lot of examples where there's been like unprecedented amounts of community generosity for global issues across almost mm -hmm. a decade that's raised multi millions pounds worth of money for great causes, and there's probably not even a handful of communities that can say they've achieved uh, or supported anywhere near as much as probably what the Destiny one has. So um, I would say even just to be a small part of that is an absolute honor, um, to be honest. And uh, for me, every time I see one of those those moments, those, uh, those are an opportunity for, we spoke about it earlier, the community coming together and sort of, you know, Either lending an ear or putting their arms around, you know, a good cause, then, uh, then it's definitely a, a platform that Bungie's created to allow a community to do that. It's incredible. So I, I would say that's probably up there for me per, uh, personally. There's been a lot of there. That's you know, there's a few t personal touches within some of those courses, uh, and I think they all touch people in different ways, um, you know, around the world. So yeah, for me, those are probably some of the the greatest things to come out of uh, Destiny for me. Yep. Well said, well said. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of you. And I, I think that there are so many moments in Destiny that really stick out to me, whether it be finishing my first raid for the very first time or 
completing the outbreak mission as somebody who does not like jumping puzzles at all. Like, <laughs> I was proud. I was proud of that. Or farming Omnigal and finally getting that grasp of Malik after farming for literally seven days. Like those are special moments that you can't really recreate. And the biggest takeaway is these are all moments and experiences that we have with our friends and with people that we care about. And it's all about building a better community. And even if you might be having a really crappy day, sometimes, you know what? You can always have something to be excited about because there's destiny and there's the relationships that you built within the community. Yeah. Very well said. So uh, I, I'm curious. Destiny has been around for six years now, seven years. I mean, it's been since 2014. Oh, 10 years what do you mean well 10 years yeah bro 2010 starts from uh the demo that came up i came in destiny one year too but uh i always revisit you know i I don't know anything about halo i'm just gonna say to say right now i don't know anything about halo but uh it's it's 10 years give or take considering when destiny demo launched and stuff so I want to say, because I played the beta for Destiny when it first launched, I want to say it was uh, June of 2014 is when Destiny first came out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me get, let me give it a second. Let me... Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, uh, the existence of Destiny is probably about a decade. I think there's been yeah. a, a lot of the concept art and some of the, teasers and easter eggs even in halo Halo odst for example where it just says destiny awaits and stuff like that there's been teases and concept but yeah the uh first iteration of the game yeah was 2014 2014 yeah i i want to say we played the beta in july of 2014 and then they they had something else in august that was available for players from a different platform then finally in September, the game came out. I want to say September 4th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I had to wait a week. September was it 9th, September 4th? Now I'm curious. Or September 9th? September, September 9th, 2014. That was, the, okay. that was when the actual game was playable for everybody. But uh, it was delayed for three years. So a lot of it was already on. And I think it started way back then, like a decade ago. It's been mm-hmm. on for 10 years. That's amazing. And it's been it's been a hell of a ride. And I got to ask, with Destiny being pretty mature at this point, where do you see the franchise in five years? Do you see it existing in the same form that it's in? Is it going to be a Destiny three or is the relationship that Bungie has with NetEase going to lead to something completely different? I mean, they've already gone on record and said there's no Destiny 3 recently. Mm-hmm. And I think the, it's going to grow. It's going to grow the way they wanted it to grow all, you know, all this time, you know? They've mm-hmm. strayed away from lore for a while. I'm a nerd nerd. Like, I have uh, out of the anthology, I have two of the lore books, and I've read every single Grimoire card. Uh, it, they've, uh, they, they've moved away from, uh, like, in the last two years and a half years they've, they've moved away from uh, actually the lore controlling the game which is I think that that's not what they want 
uh, right now they're bringing everything together. They're making everything make sense, lore ways, you know? So I think right now they're pushing towards what kind of a game they wanted it to be, you know? And I think it's yeah. going to be great. I think Definitely. it's going to go places. I, I... Also, I don't know if this is a business model they have. I genuinely don't know if this is a business model they have or, I, I, or, or if, if it's like uh, they keep taking risks unnecessarily. But I'm going to go on a tangent and say that it's a business model they have. They always have a, a very mediocre... Uh, <clears throat> they have a hype a year one. They have a mediocre year two. Like absolutely uh, bad where everything goes really, really bad. And then year three is like phenomenal. Mm. That's how it's, that's how it is. It, I feel like that's how it's repeated again in Destiny Two. In Destiny Two, it went yeah. when it, dropped, it was hype as hell, and then it went to like absolutely difficult pockets, and then now you know it's getting hype again. You know, we don't I think know where like I think the, I think the journey of Destiny has been a it's been a bit of a battle for Bungie, right? Because they've had outside influence um, and things up until now. Uh, I guess now is the their opportunity to make the game be what they would want it to be. Um, yeah. In terms of what I see that being, Bungie see themselves as a multi-IP studio. They've they've said that on record, and uh, the money from NetEase is probably the investment into that other IP, which we only know as a whimsical Diablo-style game. That's the assumption called matter that's the project matter, name yeah. for it at least mm. so you know mm-hmm. um if they're creating that type of game then obviously they're sticking close to the the looter element in terms of what that means for destiny though a game like destiny i mean you can we'll cover it in the twab later but just by seeing some of the money raised by some of the items in eververse gives you an idea of how much money bungie makes from eververse i think uh jd deathblade even shared some of the numbers for just one of the uh, finishers that's available in the Solstice event alone has made like nearly $200,000 uh, in revenue and stuff like that. So as a, you would not retire a game if it's your main source of income as a studio. It just doesn't make business sense. Yeah, it um, doesn't, yeah. And then to, to, so for me, I, I see Destiny as like a World of Warcraft, Hearthstone style game that's basically Bungie's service game it underpins their studio and allows them creative freedom to develop destiny the way they want but also create other ips uh, if they want to ever make a d3 the studio is not big enough and they need a development partner for that unless they massively upscaled themselves they showed that by needing activision and some outside studios to help develop destiny originally so studio is a lot bigger now than it was back then though so they've at least corrected uh, themselves there and um, you know, Beyond Light's their first chance, really, to have a full development cycle to deliver something good. And uh, we'll touch upon Halo and and the delay there, but I think the delay for uh, Beyond Light is good. I think uh, a delayed game can be good, but a rushed game will always be, you know, can always be bad. So um, if they have a few extra months to make sure they land it the way they visioned it, then hopefully the players will resonate with it better and it will perform better. For, yeah. for them, uh, which is obviously a long-term benefit for the players. So, I guess that's how I see Destiny yeah. at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and I think Jarv, you you definitely nailed it because 
I think Bungie isn't big enough to build a Destiny 3 on their own, at least not right now. But I also don't think Bungie would make the same, some would say, a mistake to break a game apart like they did with Destiny 2 and to start everything over. Because clearly, based on the decisions that Bungie has been making with the game now, they have been course correcting. And I see a Destiny that's going to evolve every season. And I don't see them deviating from a seasonal model. I think we may very well get something more substantial after the next three years. I definitely don't think in five years, Destiny won't exist as a game because I think it's too big. There's there's too strong of a player base for them to abandon such an important piece to their company, to their existence. You know, and I think... Destiny is a part of that. And not only that, but Bungie fought really hard to retain those rights when they split up with Activision. It's very rare that a game developer and a, and a game publisher can break up and the game developer retains the rights to their game. So I think just based on that, based on all the hard work that was put into the franchise, I think it's going to continue. Even after the next three, four years, um, as long as... The community is there to support it. I think they're going to keep making content. But I think they know it, though. I think Bungie yeah. already knows we're there. I think they already know we're going to be there and back them up whenever they need it. I think they already know it. And for them to make it, it was a risky move. It was a risky move. It could, it could have gone in so many different ways, you know? And it, it went positive, but it could have it could have gone in so many different ways. They knew that we were gonna have their back no matter what. And uh, for those who are being really hard on Bungie for uh, things, uh, for them not being like, uh, like overly active about fixing things, you gotta understand. We're eight months or seven months we're into COVID situation. They're doing their best. Like give give them a chance to breathe. Like, they're humans. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give them a chance to breathe. I think it's, we. I think. I have a genuine thing when people have asked, what do you think in five years that um, I think it was a Bill Gates statement. And I don't think it's true if you look back five years ago and five years before that. But if you look at it, for, I think people overestimate what people can do and what's going to change in one or two years, but underestimate what happens in five or seven. So um, I think in five or seven years, there's a couple of things that are, that will definitely still be the same. The gunplay will still be the same. The, why, why would you fix that? It's the best parts. The, um, the, the music and the, the, the atmosphere will be very similar because, again, best in class. I, I hope that um, they get un, the incentive game under control. I think that's the problem that Destiny's had throughout it is trying to have that balance between how to incentivize players. And they're never going to... The, the problem is, okay, when I, when I say to get the incentive game under control they need to find out what they think the incentive game should be and stick to it because you're always going to have a part of the community that's happy and unhappy. I think they also need to get their matchmaking under control and figure out what they want to do and what that looks like and use it dedicated servers in five years, is it not? And tell us what it's going to be. Um, and stop just listening to the, the crowd on... You do need to listen, but at the end of the day, you're the developer. You've got to, you've got to make yeah. it... A, strong choice and leadership in that area and say this is how it works if you want skill-based matchmaking these are the places to go if you want connection-based matchmaking these are the places to go and they provide player choice with that and they, they kind of are doing that like if you don't like connection-based matchmaking don't go into you know control 
if you do, if you want skill based, go into comp. And at the moment, the problem is that there's comps only three v three and controls only you know six v six. So if you, there's no option for control uh, connection based matchmaking in sixes, but um, but you know what, that's that's the least of our concerns in the world that we've got at the moment. But but they do need to they do need to get that balance. And I think I want leadership from like I don't necessarily want to tell them what what the game looks like in five years. I want them to lead us and tell us how to get there in consultation with us. Yeah, I want to add to what you said though. The incentive side, you said I agree with you. They need the they most definitely need to get it on lock. Mm. But uh, I I think we keep forgetting this is their first time ever being solo, ever. Like oh, but their incentive they, stuff wasn't right. They, they, they've either. never they've never been solo, and when you're solo, they have to uh, account for every expenditure that's already going on and the expenditure that's oh, yeah. oncoming as well, right? And I, yeah. I think it's going to take a little bit for them to figure that out. And uh, big businesses work like that. It, it, it takes a while for them to test the waters to see how it goes. And they can't immediately cut off uh, their source of revenue. Um, you know, they, they want to be... Oh, no, like, I'm not against the concept of, of buying like that. As long as they don't... Um, the only problem I have with... In- in-game stuff is when it's randomized when you don't get to pick and when they're when they're praying oh, I, have, I, have, I have lots of problems with eververse mm. i have all kinds of issues with eververse uh, i'll product uh, like a, a small freaking uh, package shouldn't cost as much as the uh, game the base version of the game i have yeah. lots of issues with it but i'm also willing to accept that it's their first time solo going through mm. all of these things so they're they have the right test at least they earned it right they gave us an amazing game they gave us an amazing community they have a right to test out all this stuff and make their own mistakes like we make mistakes and learn from it i think i think they're they're doing great i think they're on the right track i think uh it's good it's it's the only way is up bro it mm-hmm. cannot get worse this it just cannot get worse it just cannot get worse this next uh, three seasons is going to define everything about bungie Literally everything about Bungie is going to define. So if we are looking at them so hard, trust me, they're looking at themselves even harder. <laughs> you know, they're, and they're, and you gotta remember, they're they're on their own. So it's like every decision they make, it affects them very directly, yeah. and more so than before. Because when you have a publisher, you have money coming in and supporting you, no matter what. When you don't have a publisher, guess what? Every dollar that's going out, it's coming from your pocket. But not only that, you have to focus on your marketing efforts, distribution efforts. A publisher does a lot for a video game release. And now everything is now put on Bungie to have to maintain, manage, and keep the lights on too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough. And I, I try to approach Eververse with that thought that, you know, it sometimes you got to make money in order to sustain something. And I'm, I'm grateful for what Destiny has built. And I'm grateful for what it has become for me. Because ultimately, I never felt like I got ripped off when I bought any product from Bungie. Whether it Absolutely. be a $250 collector's edition or whether it be a seasonal piece of content, I feel like I got my money's worth 1,010% more mm-hmm. than any other expense that I've had. So I have nothing but gratitude to what Absolutely. Bungie has built 
And if if this is necessary, I understand. I wish some of the things that are locked behind Eververse would be available as endgame rewards. We yeah, can't really argue that it wouldn't make the game better you. and more fun. I'm yes. You. I'm um, so that's my only gripe with it. I wish some of these items were available and maybe there was a different path, even if it means paying a monthly subscription to have yes. more stuff like that. I would be okay with that. And I, yes. I want that deeper reason to play the end game content after I got those weapons from the game, after I got my awesome armor with great stats, there needs to be something more. And I think that's well, kind of missing right now. They are kind of yeah. running with a monthly subscription thing. It's just that it's a very cheap monthly subscription because it's a seasonal model of $10 over three months. And and I think they're underselling themselves, to be completely honest. Yeah. The vast majority okay. of people that pay that, can, I'd be willing to pay $30. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. This yeah. monthly subscription thing, you know why I would be willing to pay? Let me be a publisher. Let me be a publisher. I know you have a lot of faith in us as a community, Bungie. I don't know if you're going to hear this, but if you're listening to this, let us be your publisher. I'm willing to support you. Hmm. You know, put it in terms of game value, not on cosmetic value. I will support 100%. I'll play every month without fail. I mean, and, and that, that brings up a really interesting point. And I'm curious, would you all be opposed to Destiny releasing a $60 piece of content once a year and then charging you a $10 fee per month? To, to maintain it instead of charging you for seasons you charge they charge you 10 bucks a month you get access to eververse items and, and extras and you have more of a reason to grind the game and play and Absolutely. they can sustain it i'll i'll do it i'll do it i have no second thoughts i'll, I'll be all up in it i have no problem with yeah, it. i think they can do that and still have a free-to-play option as well like it's it's yep, yep. There's a games that do do that. So, and the people that are willing to pay the ten dollars a month will do it without any qualms. Yes, there'll be some people that really can't afford that, um, and that's okay. They have still got the option of playing the free to play. You don't want to stop people from being able to play the game. Of, um, but if they look at, like, I don't know about you. If you look at, I'm assuming YouTube analytics would be the same. But for my for our podcast, the vast majority of people. Um, a 30 plus um, they, they probably have jobs they use this as their hobby yeah. Yeah. they've got that we they, when you look at your demographics we're not a we're not a fortnight demographic of 15 year olds that need to get 10 bucks off their mum or dad to, to get mm-hmm. and that's not and that's not you know saying that's not a, an okay thing it's just what it is I, I think the demographics would demonstrate that there would be a willingness to pay 10 or for, I'd pay 15 or 20 dollars and I'm probably in the 10 percent of people that would <laughs> go that next level up um, but maybe there'd be tiers. Maybe it's a five dollars a month or a ten dollars a month, or if you want everything, it's fifteen or twenty dollars a month, and you get everything in the Eververse. I'm up for that. But tell me what the cost is going to be. Definitely, Absolutely. No, I, I totally Absolutely. agree. I love you guys. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I wish this podcast. I want this podcast to reach Bungie. This specific conversation needs to reach Bungie. I want them to hear that uh, all of this. It's okay, Bungie. It's really okay. It's really okay. You were doing amazing. Let us help you, you know? Let us help you. You've done a lot. Let us help you. It's okay. <laughs> we will yeah, help you build think, Destiny. Let's build it together. Let's build a yeah. Destiny together. As I think King said, at the end of the day, I think most normal people 
understand that due to COVID, they are doing amazing. Like I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't expect as much now as I as I would have if it wasn't for COVID. Like you're working from home for goodness sakes. Like I, I can't imagine the pressures that would be on developers normally as opposed to and they've said that they've made it very clear that the that the burnout like the, if this is a 10 20 year game um i do not want the people you know if i'm if i'm expecting too much from the people um I, that's why i want to give them more money to hire them more people so that they can you know they can do a 40 hour work week instead of a 60 hour or 80 hour one um so that you know they can keep good talent i don't know it's it's I don't know because that's the thing. Like, I don't know how to develop a game. That's not my core. That's Bungie's, and I'm, I'm happy for them to to do what they need to do to make this as good as they can do. And I think that they do. Yeah, like this is this is what well, I don't well get. Said. So this is what I don't get. Bungie does so much for so many uh, causes, right? Mm. So much for so many causes around the world, and we're pulling in, yeah. you know. And we're going to talk about that too. We're, we're we're contributing or whatever, right? Like. Bungie needs to have a panel with their content creators where they can pull in and have a panel and these discussions and have polls or something where we can we can be a part of it, where the entire community can be a part of it. I feel like we can we'll be more uh, more than willing to support, uh, you know, in every which way we can because it's a game we love. No matter the no, no matter how much I complain about the game. And believe me, I complain about the game. I love the game, but I complain about the game because I'm mm-hmm. passionate about it. It's mm-hmm. changed my life. It's, 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 it's changed my life for the better, not for the worse, right? And I, I want to be a part of it. I want to continue to be a part of it. I want to be a part of their journey, uh, Bungie's journey to the next game. And, and you know, I, I want the community. My fear with Destiny ending is losing the community that's been built. It happens. It's a real thing. Communities get broken up because uh, mm. uh, once the game goes away, and that is the truth. And I want, I want us, I want us, want them to um, come up with an initiative to bring every everybody together before they announce their next IP. You know, I want them to do it before they announce the next IP, and we'll be there. And I, I think they will. I think they will do that because Bungie has been extremely transparent. I mean, we just found out what's coming out not only this year, but next year and the year after that. That's kind of unprecedented, not only for Bungie, but in the video game industry overall. They don't just give you, here's what's coming out, and it's coming out this month of this year. Like, I think that was really, really awesome of Bungie to do but that also also kind of shows the confidence they have in their franchise and what they have built and the last thing I'd like to say about this is the amount of support that the community puts to different causes and different initiatives that Bungie comes out with I think that is an example of how much support we are willing to give to Bungie to allow them to build a bigger and better Destiny universe. And I hope Bungie does hear this episode because I'd love for them to create a model that's sustainable for them to be able to build a Destiny without having to work 80, 90 hours a week so that they can hire more people, build a bigger team of talented creators so this game can sustain itself for not only the next five years, 
but the next 10 years, 15 years. So we have a destiny to play for a long time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm passionate about that. Do you have any thoughts on this, Jarv? Um, I had to, uh, my mic unplugged and replugged in, so I don't know if I sound any different. Um, no, I think we, we covered all the beats, man. I've just been enjoying listening to, con- listening to the conversation. Just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think all of these points are, are excellent. And, and I, I really hope that in the future we get a subscription model that we can all support and not have to worry about Eververse because that would be the pinnacle of what destiny can be at least for me and i'm i'm excited about that future for destiny and um we'll see what happens we'll have to wait and see if we put that idea if we floated that idea on on reddit how many down votes do you reckon we would get (laughs) i'm convinced Reddit is not real people bro it's nuts like so on, on that note, I got to ask, you're all amazing content creators in our awesome Destiny community. I, I'm curious, what is next for for you? And and Alan, do you want to go first? No, no, I want Jarv to talk about it. I feel like I've been hogging the mic. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's have Jarv. That, that's a good point. Jarv, Jarv had a break for a while. <laughs> so yeah, so I was my uh, GoXLR restarted. That was interesting. Um, so um, what's next for me? Um, I think it's really, I think my target really is about just consistency, consistency with what I'm doing right now, um, and I, and naturally just create a good platform for for me and my community uh, for when Beyond Light. Uh, launches in November that itself any expansion let alone uh, one that's been sort of pushed back is uh, an opportunity for any creator to become a bit of a springboard for something great Uh, so it's really about putting the hard work in now to make sure that your you and your community is positioned the best it can be to make the most of that opportunity when it comes around Um, you know a lot we touched upon little bits of you know people get a little bit of luck here and there and that is an element of it but you also need to plan your opportunities to make the most of them uh so really that's really what's next for me it's continue that planning continue that consistency uh and then just get ready to have no life throughout the whole of christmas (laughs) while we play beyond light pretty much um that's me um and then um yeah i won't try and look at the analytics at all Really, I'll be too busy to, to be honest. I'll take yeah. a back seat. So, uh, but yeah, oh. that'd be it. That that's that's me. That's what's next for me. Twenty twenty one. I might I might revisit Twitch later down the line. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. And yes. um, there we go. You know, have a you know migrate one following over to another platform and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, well, I don't want to. I guess buy off more than we can chew. I want to make the most out of youtube i'm fully enjoying that um and then yeah probably probably i'd say second half second half of 2021 we might we might see a return to twitch so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. okay so you're like throwing like roadmaps like bungee wow i like it i like this and and jarv um i'm so excited for you uh, i think that to see a content creator grow i don't think i could choose a better more dedicated content creator than you 
Um, you very much have earned all of the success that you've had in, in our community. And uh, it's very well deserved. You're one of the hardest working people I know. You're like a mini houndish. I've always felt that way about you. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see where you go, my friend. And you've, I mean, grown incredibly. And I'm, I'm so proud of you. The content is, is just getting better every time you put out new videos. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the thing that I get asked is where do you get your ideas from? Like people just sort of sit down and think like, ah, uh, like now, like now, right? So people have just done the solstice thing. So we're going to make videos about right now. Um, and Destiny's a great game to make content about because it's mm. it's got a weekly cycle, dude. Like, um, you know, there's beats that happen every week. We're going to be talking about TWAB in a minute, which is a beat for the week. That's a, that's a video on a Thursday if you want it. So it happens on a Friday as does Trials. Those are videos if you want them. The reset's on Tuesday. So even if you did nothing, you could still put three videos out in a week and for a new creator that's at least something three videos in a week for a new creator is actually quite good i i wasn't achieving yeah. that when i started so you know and and even then it's looking at say okay this is the, the reset but what does that mean like and things that i used to look at was okay you know night falls and then you, you had the mind benders farm and then you had things like where do you get what's the gun that everyone's using spare rations where do you get that it's only available from one boss, but that's available this week. Cool, that's a video for a day because that's what everyone will want. So it's understanding what people want and also what reset means and what that brings to the game and trying to get those two things to overlap. So it's And that allows you to have that view of the game that's more than just what's inside the box, which is what's in the game right now, but also about what could be in the game next week uh, or the week after. So that's how I look at it. Um, and that's sort of what helps fill my roadmap out as you say week on week with content see that, that that's an, that's another thing that i love about people like jarv he gave his ideas so somebody else can make a video of it too he's not scared to do it he's that secure about the quality of content he's putting up yeah and he's not afraid to share his ideas i did jarv i love you I'm glad I did the show with you. I love you. I really do. I appreciate you that, man. Today, my brother, for a lot of things you said today. That's great. That's great. Y'all like to highlight stuff like this. People like him really need bigger, bigger platforms. They really do. I feel like they'll help more people. You know? Yeah. It's great. No, Jarv. Jarv is one of the most incredible people in, in our community and i'm i'm very honored and grateful to have met him and he's it's definitely an inspiration to to myself and what i strive to create also yeah it, it, this journey bro is just humbling for many reasons uh but meeting people like you know jar glad and chev and ek all of these people like great content creators are so humble and they're so welcoming to new ones and they give them a lot of love and they give them guidance and stuff like that you, you can sit back and say oh that's easy to do it's not because they're giving their ideas to you so you can flourish as well you know it's it's it's, it's i love it i love when humans be human 
Definitely. And I, I think everything that we talked about during this episode has been just complete gold, just so much great insights and information and, and so many awesome things to take away, whether you're a content creator or whether you're just a gamer looking to play more destiny. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So Alan, what's, what's next for you, buddy? What, what, what are you uh, planning this, on going into the fall? This is so and beyond? loaded. This is, this is so loaded. I, I'm, I'm the only. <laughs> I'm the, I feel like I'm the only uh, content creator that doesn't even have a logo but gets a lot of love. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even have a logo, bro. <laughs> it's crazy, and uh, I just started only five months in, so my path is is vast. Like, there's there's lots of things to uh, you know. To learn there's lots of things uh to uh think about uh, lots of people to meet and i have great people to look at and learn from my journey has been phenomenal so far and i'm forever grateful for uh, even being considered as a content creator especially having uh coming from india we don't get that kind of love dude like we just don't and uh i don't think there's any content creators from india who play destiny as well like there aren't any. They're not in India, at least, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we have a rebrand, a complete rebrand from Gitrek coming. Uh, should announce it by the end of this week or the beginning of the next week. And awesome. uh, and, uh, recently we got uh, we got taken into recruited into Team Amkara, so that's going on. And um, I don't know. I'm trying to get back into the competitive scene once the sandbox settles down. Right now, it's really boring to play PvP for me, at least. Uh, I just go in. I do three v threes or scrims, and I'm I'm about to finish the solstice grain. My last character is gonna be done today, so solstice is gonna be done. I, I don't know. Oh, you're almost sense. done, dude. Oh, yeah, that's uh, so insane. I, okay, I, so I, I gotta I, ask: Did you yeah. start your second or third character before you finished your first one? Uh no, I finished my titan first, so I got the bug. Okay, uh, but I didn't okay, so you got the bug. Okay, good. No, I didn't. I didn't get. I, I got the bug, like. I didn't get the additional benefits, you know. Oh, you didn't get the benefits. Oh, no way. Oh, so yeah. you had to grind. Oh, man. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's fine, though. I, I, like, uh, I like having conversations and playing with people. I play with new people every day. Uh, and it's, it's fun. It's, it's been fun. I'm, uh, today, I think I'll get the multiplayer because uh, Bungie fixed it. Apparently, they tweeted out like oh, uh, 40 minutes ago. And uh, yeah, I'll finish my third character and uh if anybody needs help with grandmasters or trials or whatever i think i'll make an exception this weekend for to help many people get the masterwork stuff done okay Uh, well i might hit you up on the trials thing because i don't play trials i don't touch that and that's probably one of the only things i've left to get my moments of triumph so maybe all right all right oh what what do i play i'm on pc Okay. Uh, when PS5 and Xbox comes out, I'll be on um, all the platforms because I want to be on all the platforms. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm main on PC right now. <laughs> Funny thing is, I've been on PC only for seven months. I love PC. Nice. Yeah, it's PC crazy. is something else. PC is a whole nother beast. I I built my PC literally the day before the beta came out for Destiny Two. So I built it for Destiny and creating content around the game. So uh, it's been a hell of a journey, and I, I love my PC. 
and I play in high refresh, uh, 1440p. So it's it's an experience, definitely worth having. I believe it. I, it blew my mind when I came from PS4 to PC the first time. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, well, I will definitely have to hit you up on that, and we'll definitely have to play sometime soon. And, and on that note. I got I called dibs on Jarv's first Twitch stream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna be a party when that happens, dude. Yeah, no baby. doubt. <laughs> oh I'll, my I'll goodness. I want it. I want it. I'm I'm calling dibs on that spot. Record this, clip it. Okay. <laughs> well we'll we'll be there. <laughs> for I'll sure. Be there for sure, my brother. So, so Bushman Bob. What's yes. what's next for you, my friend? What is next for you in the Destiny Addicts podcast? Um, uh, look, I think uh, I'm, I've got a interview lined up with Zavala. Um, Ooh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kendo and I are going to interview him in the tower. Um, I'm actually just going to pull some audio from Lance Ready <laughs> Confide Team Chat and just take the piss out of it. Um, I've been thinking about doing that for a while. I quite like doing stuff like that. So it's it's just comedy comedy skits and putting a little bit proper proper content into it. Um, potentially, we spoke about doing new, uh, TikTok. I don't know. I, there's a there's a there's a balance. Like this is a passion project for us. We're not. Um, I'm all into analytics and stuff. But the, the reason why we've been able to continue doing the show, for, we actually had this discussion, Kendo and myself, um, yesterday. Like, how did how did we keep going for three years? Um, Considering, look, our numbers are—we're a small podcast, and that's fine. But we're not—we're not looking to be big. We did it because it was an excuse for you know a couple of blokes and three or four of us to keep in touch and just you know talk talk crap about about the game and what's happening in it. And um, so that's not going to change. I don't—we're not planning on getting big. Um, we've got a, a little community going, and um, and that's fine. I think when I first started it, I. I wanted more than I was willing to give. And I think that's probably something that I need to, I think it's, it's for obviously Jarvan and King. This is, this is something that, that you guys are, are making um, or potentially making a living out of into the future. And, and you've, I think people need to decide what, why they're going into something um, and be open and, and, and clear. And like, it'd be great if things blew up, but it's not the purpose for what I'm doing, what we're doing. Um, it was initially like, let's get guardians together and local time zones and, um, because my experience talking about being an international um, cast here is that the vast majority, even our listenership is vastly US-based, and, and that was just finding people to play with at the times that I jump on was difficult. And one of the reasons we started it was to try to build a little community of people that you know had that same difficulty and, and, and had the same sense of humour and um, just take the piss out of each other. And... You know, that that was a fine idea, but I just wasn't able to commit to building a community. So we actually changed that. You actually see that at the start of our show, it's like build a community and all the rest of that. And then we just went, nah, we're just going to take the piss out of each other for each week. Um, we're trying to be more consistent, trying to at least get a show out every week or so. Um, and yeah, and do little skits like that. Like, as I said, like I, I, the idea of doing an interview with Zavala and taking the piss out of him has been um on my on my radar for a month or two but i know the commitment that it takes that's why i was i was chatting to jav on before and how long it takes to do a video i imagine that three or four minute skit with um and pulling audio from um you know another source and putting it together and doing a 
doing a skit and then pulling it off and then putting it all together and then uploading it on all the different platforms is probably going to take me a good, you know, three days, especially considering that's not my skill set. So like, I guess for other people that are looking at getting into content creation, figure out what you want to do, figure out how much time you can actually commit to it and don't over to what you can do. Just, just do it. And sometimes it'll evolve. As I said, we evolved from build a community to, no, that's not. That's probably not our strength. <laughs> um, our strength is just, you know, having fun. Um, and look, you know, the people that, the feedback that we get from people, the engagement that we talk about is when people get in touch with us. Go, you know, you, you keep, yeah, you know, when I'm when I'm driving a truck, it's you know, it's keeping me occupied for for an hour a week. So, um, and keeping that consistency so that that person it, it can you know drive a truck and listen to us. So. I don't think there's going to be much that changes from our perspective. We, we want to get a few more guests on to take the piss out of occasionally, but um, if, we, if we don't get it, we don't get it. We just jump on and do bits and pieces. So, yeah, that's that's there's not much as far as, you know, where will you be in five years, just as whether or not we'll actually still be doing it. And that's probably going to depend on destiny and um, and lots of stuff. But, yeah, I guess from, a, uh, from that and then from me personally, I do want to get my bloody comp 5500 done for the third time and i'm finding that particularly difficult um in the current sandbox um i'm just yo-yoing between three thousand and four thousand on my glory ranking um but um that's my short-term goal in destiny to do that this this season um and then just helping other people but yeah that's me that's awesome that's that's great and i think you have a really awesome podcast if you haven't checked out the destiny addicts podcast go check them out they're really awesome very funny very different from anything else that you would find in the destiny community so i think there's definitely something very unique there and you're both very just honest you know you're funny you're honest and i think you and gibbo have such awesome chemistry and it's I'm still trying to find that myself. And it's awesome to listen to your podcast and see how well you and Gibbo just mesh. And it's, it's you guys create yeah. a great show. So yeah. I hope you guys keep doing that for years to come. And I'm excited to listen to more of your show as well. And thank you all for sharing your amazing, amazing journeys and for opening up so candidly tonight. Um, you don't, get that very often so i really appreciate that um and um i think for for us as a podcast i guess in this spirit of sharing um you know for for me i'm going to continue to push to have guests on the show and to create something awesome and special and it's not necessarily about having big guests on the show or having big names on the show for me it hasn't really been about making money or, or fame in any way. It, doing the podcast has been more about creating something that I can be proud of and to create something that's unique and different. And I think since we started the podcast, we created our own identity and, and what we're all about. And I'd love to continue to feature content creators and to really tell their stories in a long form manner like we're doing tonight where you get to really learn about somebody in a way like you can't with any other podcast and um um, i think we're we're getting there you know and and that's going to be something that i'm going to continue to push for um we're going to have amazing guests in the community 
this coming fall, um, September, we're going to have Glad. We're going to have Destin. Um, haven't, hasn't been announced yet, but you heard it here. So we're going to have a lot of amazing content creators and big and small as well. And I'm excited about that. And I'm honored to every week get a chance to hang out with so many amazing individuals in our community. And it's very um, thought-provoking. It, it gives me a lot to uh, think about, and it allows me to grow as not only a content creator, not only as a gamer, but also as an individual uh, from being able to hang out with so many incredible people like yourself. So thank you all for sharing your amazing journeys. And I think on that note, we can talk about something that's happening right now that started this past week. Solstice of Heroes 2020 is here. It is the free event available right now for all players. Started August 11th, and it's going on until September 8th. And Eva Levante returns to the tower, and she has the Statue of Heroes right next to her, where you can grab bounties, you can acquire some pretty bad Solstice armor, but don't you fear, you can upgrade it to make it really awesome armor, correct? With some grinding. And I personally have not grinded Solstice yet. I've been working on my shadow title, so I've been slacking. But uh, I have another another journey that I'm going on with the game at the moment. So I know you all played Solstice of Heroes since it launched. What do you mm. all think about Solstice of Heroes this coming season that is taking it's place? Right? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it is what it is. But yeah, you, you go first. Dude. <laughs> it's boring as shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have OCD about Destiny, and that's the only reason I'm playing it. It's boring as hell. Very so I'm going I'm I'm to say that, that it's, it's right, but I think I'll go back to what I said, that I'm giving Bungie the benefit of the doubt at the moment due to COVID. And if it means that this yeah. is just the same as it was last year, and it means it's a, it's a better release in whenever November pops out, I'm okay. But you're, you're right, it's, I'm doing it because it costs. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. Um, it's obviously a lot of other people may not be, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but that's, that's the thing, though. Like, I think I have like six thousand hours in Destiny too, right? I'm gonna play it no matter what, whether the content is good or bad. I'm gonna enjoy it. You're invested, uh, so yeah, you're, you're there. I'm always. I know the feeling. Yeah, like uh, it. There, there's moments. Uh, in a, in a way, I needed the Solstice event because there was nothing to grind for at all. Because uh, everything is going to go away and having it well, that's not 1360, uh, uh, you know, guaranteed is, is like a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. You can keep it for, um, you know, just for nostalgia's sake. But then again, Vault Space, question mark, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can't, really, you can't really save a lot of stuff that you want to save. And uh, armor keeps... Uh, evolving and I feel like armor is gonna evolve again one more time uh, so I don't believe in saving a lot of stuff uh, armor ways uh, except for the you know day one raid uh, armor like I have one of each set that I, that I have ready to go on each character that's about it I've deleted everything else uh, and for those who are looking for armor Solstice is your best bet 
save up like 600 packages and turn them all in. We're gonna get the best armor there is, uh, stat ways. Uh, but Solstice event, uh, it's the same thing though. It's the same patrols, it's the same public events, it's the same adventures. It's the same amount of kills, you know. We're, we already know how to optimize uh, kill, uh, doing these things and finish it, you know. It's, all, it's already in the know. Anything in the know is boring. You know, it really is boring. Like, um, and I, I, can, I can play PvP constantly, even though I say it's boring, because that's the only way I can engage with the people. And this mm-hmm. is likewise the same for raids. It's the only way I can engage with people. I will continue to enjoy the game as long as I have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a as a uh, as an activity, solstice is uh, is really bad, and I'm okay with it. It's, it's really bad. bad. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's really bad, and I'm okay <laughs> with it. So yeah, see, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be totally opposite here because for me, it's I'm really actually good excited. I'm excited. <laughs> no, I'm actually excited to play solstice, and here's why I'm excited. Because we get to explore the European aerial zone, which I think the entire destination is really well designed. I think it's it adds a really unique element to the game where you're just jumping from one roof to the next. You know, it, I think there's something really fun about that. And I really like that activity. And it wasn't around for the entire year. So now to get that back, it, it makes me want to play Destiny more. It makes me want to play Solstice gives me something extra to do, even if it's for a month. And the activity is only available for one month, so it's not like it's a really long activity uh, that's going to be taking place. It's going to be gone in a month. But for the next month, I appreciate the fact that I have something new to chase after. They have the, the new system that they have with the armor glows, which I think is really well done and is a welcoming change to, to the game. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about those things. And I'm also excited to um, finally unlock some of the things that you can buy at the Bungie store as well, uh, connected to the Solstice of Heroes as well. So that gives me a little bit more reason to play and grind the game. So I've been fairly positive so far with the activity. It was fun. It was nostalgic. It was, it was nostalgic doing. I agree with you. It was fun to go back and do the thing, but I've done it, the DDZ, whatever it was, two times. I don't think I'm excited to do it the third. Um, but it's fine. But it's fine. I'm, I'm exactly. I'm exactly the same as King. Uh, it's 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 not. It's okay. Not okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's awesome. What about you, Jarv? What do you think about Solstice of Heroes? I think that these are just the free events. So anyway, uh, yeah. I think these are going to be the... I don't think Bungie's going to change the recipe for these free events too much. I think even the festivals, no, the loss is probably going to be the same as mm-hmm. well. Um, and what you'll put, this is probably going to be the look and feel for all the free events. That the, the main recipe is the same. They might just change... The sprinkles on top, you know, um, you know, some new armor. Uh, although the um, <laughs> the armor's <laughs> mega confusing this year, man. I don't know why they changed it. Like, like a green, blue, legendary, and a masterwork set. Uh, um, legendary set that you can masterwork made sense. Now you've got blue, majestic, magnificent, and the universal ornament. 
and people can just get the universal ornaments when they get the magnificent set so for a lot of people they just feel like right got the legendary bought the uh the ornaments now they don't need to do anything else which is not it's not really in the uh theme of the event i guess um so i feel i feel like it's taken away from the event in a, in a way because it's just provided a massive shortcut for, for like the glows for a lot of the glows although the glows are really dank i bought them like i'm not i'm gonna hold my hands up i bought them but i, I want to earn the white one as well really dank dank dank's a good thing i'm assuming in england oh yeah, yeah. dank yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> if any haters are listening right now bro i remember i love you and pay attention there's three different uh, opinions about an activity and we're chilling know what i mean like we're able to accept it's okay yeah, yeah. we're, we're so, okay with it we're fine <laughs> yeah it's fine it's fine i mean i i don't dislike it i just think like yeah, the, I'm not uh, angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah pretty much man it's just the uh, the reward system and it, it it just takes away from the purpose of the event a little bit yeah. the european aerial zone is fun but it can only be fun oh, for so long right yeah, yeah that's true that is a good point yeah. yeah four weeks four weeks is a long time but i mean mind you it, i do like that it goes at least for two three four weeks because it's like we, and there, there are times when people go well not that a lot of people going on holidays yeah. at the moment with covid See, but that, uh, yeah but that part i think they did it on purpose though hmm. i think it's for everybody to get their armor so get yeah. ready for mm-hmm. uh the raid i think yeah. I, I think that's why they did it i agree yeah i agree with you they want for everybody to be able to access the activities and to to be able to play them. And sorry, I was just going to say, I feel like they just needed to have a few more, like either visual or some form of in-game cues to really point players in a direction of that. Because the look yeah. and feel that from my comment sections is that people don't really see a purpose past magnificent. Um, mm. No past majestic sorry so even the names are flipping confusing so then when you got the magnificent set like people need to understand that that changes the loot pool for the packages and that means you can farm armor so for those though that can't get raid teams or can't get dungeons done or you know to get those high stat armor rolls that everyone's going to be wanting for the raid um in beyond night this is their opportunity to do that if you're sort of a more casual player or can't get fire teams together it's a good opportunity to do that but I don't, I don't think it's really sort of pointed out like that um, or really signposted for players that if you do this, you can do that. There's none of that in game and there's a lot of that in Destiny. So is once you've, so this is just a, a genuine question because I haven't researched it. So if once you get to the end game of this armor, are you saying mm. that there's an iron banner that, that they get, have higher roles once you, and you can repeat that or? So once you get the magnificent set, yeah. Um, you'll only whenever you hand in solstice packages, you only get like blue armor, um, mm. upgrade mm. modules, and little uh, you know, planetary materials and glimmer. But when you get the magnificent set, you get um, like enhancement prisms, batches of enhancement cores, other role, wow. other pieces of uh, magnificent armor as well. So if you've got like a 59 stat, you can get like up to mid 60s stats dropped from the packages, yeah. Yeah. um. So for those, yeah. So for people that can't get raid teams or do dungeons, it's a great opportunity to just stack up on packages, unlock a magnificent set, and then just hand them all in to get good armor. Um, and that's always been the problem with that. I was going to call them dungeon in a minute. Um, <laughs> that, that it's not, it's not, it's not clear to the to the player who doesn't. This go is what on I mean. Or, so they say or, they, or go to YouTube or yeah. 
because they say in the twab that this is what it's you know this is this is the goal i guess this is what their goal was for it but then you're expecting a player that doesn't play the game all the time and necessarily get the teams together to do these activities to just know that because there's yeah. there's nothing to signpost it for them um yeah. and give them a purpose until now and he, and even then who says that everyone that's new to destiny reads the bungie blog i know yeah. like until with destiny game i never read a developer blog in my life so i'm the same way I'm yeah um so i just think and there's a lot of that i guess in the new light story and how that introduces new players to the game is being Terrible. reworked in beyond light and there's no signposting for players you just arrive at the tower with nodes everywhere just basically saying talk to everyone but who are they and what why am i even here like none of that's really answered but you know that's a bigger problem and they're addressing that in beyond light but it's just that i think this is event is another example of that go to either do this and then and then what it's overwhelming definitely mm. and, over. and we do we do have <laughs> for anyone who's new to solstice of heroes if you haven't played because we probably do have a few new guardians since the game launched on steam um we have daily new activities featuring solar arc and elemental void um and you get to eliminate uh, enemies with matching elements, and then you get to return to the tower, and you can craft better armor in the game, and you acquire better stats, and you get your majestic armor that then comes with a glow that looks pretty freaking cool, actually. I think it looks pretty awesome, personally. Um, and there are also two secret triumphs that are available now do we do we know what they are um, um nope. no no i don't know we don't we know that yet. yeah i haven't mm. even I, have, I haven't had a chance to explore into it uh like tbd we'll definitely keep you posted on that but and i think the other really cool thing that bungie did this year that they haven't done last year with solstice of heroes now you can actually unlock a free music track through Bungie Rewards if you complete a specific accomplishment in Solstice of Heroes. I think you have to complete the initial quest line, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And that's, that's kind of cool. And then also, I noticed something else that was available on the Bungie store, and I'm not entirely sure if this is related to solstice of heroes but they have a new coin set that's available in the game for um reaching level 10 in the seasonal artifact did you guys get a chance to see the uh, the coin set that's available no it, dude, uh, i think i heard really, a little really bit about cool. I, I saw some of the echoes on twitter about it i think but i haven't seen them it looks really cool so you have to reach level 10 in your seasonal artifact in order to unlock the reward. It's $49.99, so it's 50 bucks plus shipping, which is probably a lot of money, knowing Bungie. It's probably um, 50 bucks get, for me. Right? Oh, man. Whew, that's rough. That's, that's so much. Wow. I mean, to be fair, they've opened the European stores, so it's been a lot better since then. They haven't okay. opened the well, well, that's store. Good. There's no Indian store either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, global shipping... I remember. I I remember getting 
paying ridiculous shipping and still having to pay customs when it arrived in the UK before they yeah. even deliver it locally. So you wow. have to pay twice. Seven months to get the first book. Yeah. Oh man. That's rough. That's rough. That's rough. So I got the yeah. book. So I'm a bit of a tight ass. So I didn't the first um, anthology and the second one actually because I was like I really want to get it. Really want to get it, and I couldn't couldn't actually pay for it. I just didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't find it in the stores to start with, and I just couldn't go to the point of actually buying it online. So I went to my local library and just got them to get it for me. And they had to wait for two or three weeks, and I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I got the book. I didn't have to pay for it." So there you go. That, that's uh, yeah. Some, although I think a lot of libraries are closed at the moment due to COVID as well. But um, <laughs> didn't know you could do that. So will you be picking up any of the items from the Bungie store, whether it be the coin set or? Well, I guess the soundtrack, got, you might as well pick that up because it's free. I got the pin. I don't know if it's still there. The um, Not the Black Lives Matter one, the um, LGBT community one, because I just I yeah, love the okay. emblem. Um, so I got that very recently because that only comes and goes, and that was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know if that's still up. But, but yes, no, it's too much. So like, I think if I get unbroken, I'd probably get that pin, that that thing to, for the triumph but outside of that it's too expensive i can't justify yeah getting it through the oh, face mask that was a that's the only thing oh, did you? Yeah. Mask. yeah i saw that yeah is it good is the, it comfy oh dude it's got like this little bit of like flexy and uh, it's almost like a metal material sort of around the nose so it really so it, you can adjust it to your nose and it's got oh, this nice. little like bit that just goes under your chin as well so it feels really like nice and secure on your face um as well <laughs> nice so it's nice well yeah, yeah i mean i, I mean I've, the ones i've been wearing nice. like it, it, they just don't, oh, don't yeah. feel that nice yeah. and it feels really um it's comfortable it's, it feels quite thick it's got like triple layers like nice. so it's oh, uh, well, it, feel, it feels it. pretty good yeah. so it can uh be safe and look good at the same time and, you know it's dressed in after all it's dressed in your nothing so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've got some of those little patches that I was going to sew onto it. You know, like the, I don't know, I bought them for like $2 at you know, one of our gaming stores for ages ago. I never knew what to do with it. But I'm thinking if I got a, if I got that, I could like put it on the side to really demonstrate that it's, that it's a Destiny uh, face mask. Yeah. Yeah, and for anyone interested in picking up the coin set, you have until November 10th to earn the reward. You have until November 13th to claim the code. And then the deadline to purchase it is November 30th and it's 50 bucks plus shipping and customs and everything else that you can think of. Um, so I, the thing, the thing I find with stuff like that is that uh, again, it, everyone's different, do what you want. But for me, the things, if I was going to purchase something, cause it's an in-game reward would be stuff that's hard to do. So for me, as I said, like if I get um, unbroken because it was hard and I, it, I, it's an achievement i'll buy it but for me finishing the quest line for solstice uh, <laughs> like how did you get that well i just did an activity for a day um that anyone could do i just find that link a bit tenuous but um, yeah i yeah. see what you're it's saying better, it's, better than, it's better than nothing um just yeah i don't know i don't know if they how to improve that at all but i just yeah that's my gut feel when i see stuff again maybe if they had an australian store and it was 20 bucks i'd be like sweet i'm getting those coins i'm getting everything but Definitely. What about you, Jarv? Are you going to be picking up the coin set? No. Negative. 
Okay. Well, there you uh, go. I mean, there's some, there's some good stuff on the Bungie store, but I, I, I share that the same sentiment, really. I think if there's something that's been particularly difficult to achieve and you feel like it's a, uh, you know, like, like the raid jackets and stuff are pretty yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're expensive, but I mean, at this rate, we're only going to be having one raid a year, but things. So mm. if you're doing it once a year, then it's not too bad. But um, that would be my only real sort of take on it i don't feel like buying a sort of motif for every small achievement is <laughs> good money sense but um but some people like to collect stuff so that's fair hmm. Hmm. definitely what about you alan well, um so uh, i have a friend of mine who likes collecting all these pins but never really plays the game and can't really get all the titles so as soon as i finish all the titles i give the codes away to him and he plays all of it <laughs> that's <Nice>. awesome <laughs> that's really sharing cool. is caring there you go sharing is caring i like that i mean i wish he would play with me <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so jarv i know recently you made a video and you talked about what we should be farming with solstice of heroes being live right now so mm. what what should we be doing right now in order to be successful during Solstice of Heroes? Uh, we touched upon it a little bit a moment ago, really, in terms of uh, getting uh, at least one character up to a magnificent armor set uh, and improving your Solstice package loot pool as a requirement, uh, you know, as part of that. So then any packages that you earn in EAD and um, get key fragments for have a better chance of sort of high stat armor, really. Those are, that's the only real sort of main thing to be going for, really, uh, outside the glows, obviously, but which is a, you know, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a visual element anyway, but it's a, something that will actually last the whole, pretty much the whole year for, for some decent stat armor. It's not, it's not the worst thing to do, and even, even if you do it on just the one character, but if they've up up the uh, upgrade rate on second and third characters, then um, I might have to do it on other characters now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the that's the the real main thing. There's no weapons or anything. Um, it's just it's just mainly the armor. The armor is the only thing, isn't it? Really, I, I just wish like the sparrow or the ship was put behind like doing three characters or something. There's no reward mm. for three characters being completed, mm -hmm. as far as we know. <laughs> I think they said there was in the. I was just reading it then. There's a sparrow, a legendary sparrow. If you get it all three, did oh, I really? read that right? Last year, um, oh no, sorry, sorry. Last year, legendary. Yeah, sparrow. last year they had that, but they they didn't yeah. want to make it as difficult to achieve for most players, so they wanted Yay. for the items to be more achievable. So no, I totally understand where Jarb is coming from here. Because so, um, was it on the first year they had a ship, and then the second year they had a sparrow that everyone complained about. So yeah. now they're just not giving a reward at all. <laughs> I feel like we're going backwards with this, man. The ship was fine. Back. The ship was fine. No, I felt really that. good getting the ship because it literally no one really had it. And then the only thing that really grinded my gears a bit was the fact that they sold almost an identical ship for Eververse the year after. And I was just like, no. You know, when you work hard for something, like if, you know, like the Platinum Starling, a hundred you know, forges. You know, if they sold a similar looking ship in Eververse, you'd be you'd be pissed. I'm not gonna be funny, you would be, but um 
So yeah, that's how. So that's maybe the answer with the coin thing. I think maybe the coin thing should be if you do all three characters, you get the coin set. Make it hard to achieve. Uh, I don't know. That would make people upset as well. So yeah, or if, or if not hard, at least uh, something to you know value your time investment, right? Even if it's something that's um, going to take you a little while to do. I mean, we've got all months to do it, so a lot of people should be able to do it in theory. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, I, I agree. You know, I, I think that there are some things that Bungie can certainly improve upon with um, with the activity, and and in a way, they made the grind less, but they they didn't add more rewards for achieving more. And and that's it's a balance. It's it's tough, right? Because <clears throat> finding that balance between giving away too much and not giving away enough and and i think that's something that bungie has struggled with historically since destiny came out Mm -hmm. i I think that's just the last point on it really for me is you know they've openly said that you know they're going to be removing items or not selling things in eververse that represent things uh Mm. you know aesthetically that can be earned in game and the big thing everyone goes back to is the ship and the sparrow that look like they should have been from the pit and then they mm. put ships and sparrow in Eververse that looked like the armor set from Solstice. So you say one thing and then you, you do something else. Uh, it's just really confusing. Like, are they using Beyond Light as the line in the sand to do that? Possibly. But mm. um, I feel like if they're going to do stuff in Eververse, they just need to make it completely. If it's just make it summer based, everything else in Eververse is about summer, apart from the ships and the sparrow, which the way they look, they should have been earnable as part of completing multiple characters or, you know, certain amount of mini bosses or, or whatever, grinding mini bosses over the course of the whole month. You know what I mean? Um, you know, because there's two sparrows. I mean, why have two sparrows in Eververse? It seems yeah, a bit of a waste. No. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, hope maybe next year. We'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. So on that, will, will you all be playing on all three characters or will you be grinding out on just one how how are you approaching it this year i'll probably just do i'll try just do my titan and hunter i think um i'll see how much time i can get because it's uh it's quite a lot of grind and it's quite difficult to I don't uh, want to do any more adventures. Uh, I think I'll, I'll do my one. And I'll, be, I'll probably will end up doing it, but you know, not on purpose. It's the thirty games of Gambit, <laughs> not on mate. purpose. I'm done. I'm done with two characters. I'll finish my last. Oh my god! It's over. Alan, you're a beast. You're a machine, my friend. You're almost done, and here we are struggling. Trying to get it done on just one character. Well, I'm struggling to get it done on one. Yeah, I haven't really started voice. yet. Yeah, but I, well, I, I do this full time now. You know, I have a lot of time in my hands and I love just talking to people. So you have time. Yeah. Okay. You could do a count recoveries for Solstice Armor. There you uh, go. When I was doing, okay, when I was doing <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I said that uh, start, I'd pay 50 cents for someone to do that last strike for me. I just don't want it. <laughs> that's another thing about uh, our Destiny community, right? So uh, this is this is not virtue signaling nobody. Uh, this is not like trying to say I'm the I'm a good guy shit. I I got help in uh, in Destiny One 
uh, and you know, I, I, I've made friends, right? So every week of carry or whatever I did, it was always been free. I've never charged anybody. I've been offered a lot of money to do recalls, but I've always turned it down because it doesn't feel cents. right. It, 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 it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm, I'm, I'm making money off of a friend, you know? <laughs> and I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I do it for free. I, just, I won't charge. Well, there you go. Weird, Anyone dude. who needs help, you come to Alan and he will help you. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, it's just weird. Cool. It's a personal thing. It's, it's, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not knocking on anybody's asshole. Please don't misquote me. You know, whoever's doing it is doing it to, uh, you know, keep the lights on. I'm not knocking on nobody. I this, I'm just weird. I'm, okay. I'm kind of okay with people doing it for money if it's that's just what they do. I, I'm not a big fan of the sites that that facilitate it. I think that's going one step too far. But that's and that's just my personal view. I think it breaks service and i don't think it should be oh that is a whole nother conversation that's a whole nother beast yeah well, but if it's just not, the, i'm a streamer and i'm helping people i was gonna or, say let's not go down that rabbit hole because yeah. yeah. I, I could talk for a while about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so let's let's segue a little bit we know that solstice of heroes is live but we also learned about something else and slightly different game well not really slightly a totally different game halo infinite and we just got news this past week that Halo Infinite was officially delayed. And the following was stated. Today, I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update from the community. We have made a difficult decision to shift the release to 2020 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and find solutions to develop challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. So now we know that Halo Infinite is now delayed until <clears throat> 2021. That's pretty big news, and we got a chance to see videos of halo infinite earlier uh this past month with xbox's most recent event and people weren't that extremely impressed with it the hmm. biggest thing that i heard was the graphics didn't really look next gen and yeah. uh, i have to agree with that i i think the the graphics did look underwhelming to say the least now on that note, what do you all think of this delay of Halo Infinite? Do you think it was necessary? Do you think that it's something that was the right decision by 343 yes. Studios? Yes. I said it a little bit earlier. So um, a delayed game can be a good game, but a rush game will always be a bad game. Um, and if it means that they can 
realise their vision, which better meets fans' expectations, then that's better for everyone. I don't think Microsoft can afford for free for free to not deliver its successful Halo. Um, and I think the way I think as well is the delay that 343 have given on this game and the reasons for it, um, whilst they are obviously linked to COVID as well, uh, it's from different pressures um, than to say the delay on Beyond Light. Like when you think about all the, the hype and everything like that, um, so Bungie's delay is to help ensure that they naturally meet fans' expectations and they release the product they want to release. But I feel like if it wasn't for the community feedback uh, around some of the concerns on how the way the game sort of looks and appears to be running, uh, you know, and some of the deep analysis from some of the uh, YouTube channels uh, as well about some of the, those things, then um, it's interesting to see whether they would have even made this delay at all. Because you have to think, like, they... They they showed the trailer and then they sort of delayed it like a couple of weeks later. Um, and uh, I guess I was talking to Hownish about this the other day and I sort of like referenced Halo. It's almost like Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, you know what I mean? Like mm. they showed it and everyone thought that. it looked terrible and was making memes about it. Uh, and they delayed it, invested money in it and then released it and it became a great movie to the point they're making a sequel. So... You know, Halo came out, uh, or they showed it. It doesn't look like how fans think it should. Uh, ne- definitely doesn't look next-gen from what people see. And, uh, you know, they're in a sort of similar scenario, but they have full control of it in terms of being able to push it back. It would not have been an easy decision to for MS Microsoft to be able to do this, though, because you're, you're now launching a new console without your number one IP yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it, impact it has on console sales. Um, but third party games have never been more important to Microsoft than than ever now. So it'd be interesting to see how hard they push third party games, and that might be a benefit to games like uh, Destiny um, and Beyond Light because um, there's not many other big games that have that are going to be launching uh, that sort of can compete with halo i guess in that sort of area with the way they in terms of the way they're pushing halo it sounds like they're pushing halo as a service game like destiny now where it's like a one one single living world and it just continues to evolve over time that seems like how halo infinite is going to be so destiny is the closest to that so that's my view on it overall really and it's it's really interesting you say that because also we learned that Halo Infinite multiplayer mm. is going free to play. So that's a step closer to where Destiny is. And and I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how Halo evolves into potentially a live that's service. It. And they, they, they say release in 2021. The trend continues. So they in haven't this even direction. set an expectation to say spring or summer. You know what I mean? It it could be any time in 21. So um yeah. Yeah. It that's, takes that's as long as it point. takes. That's we didn't pretty say much when what in 2021. that says yeah. to me. And I wish they wouldn't say spring or summer because when they say summer, it means winter. Probably the same yeah. with you, uh, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... Well, you know, they, they don't want to set false expectations to the players. You know, they, they don't want to tell people that it's coming out during this time when they may not know. And I, I think that more companies are starting to adapt 
a model where they're not going to release a product until it's ready because by doing so you're actually tarnishing your brand reputation and you're affecting how people perceive the value of what you're offering mm. and i think this is really important and we've seen games mm -hmm. fail many times in the past with this even destiny fell short a few times i mean look at osiris expansion right but uh overall i think that a lot of lessons are to be learned from this and i i think this will have an impact on certain things but i don't know if it's going to really impact xbox series x sales i i think that they're going to sell out regardless of whether Halo releases or not. It's hard to say, though, because Microsoft doesn't sell as much as PlayStation does. I mean, or Sony does. They, 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 they just don't. It's not uh, only because of... Uh, uh, it's the way Sony plays it. Sony plays it very well. They release the first batch, and then uh, within a week or two, they don't price it based on how uh, you know Xbox sell, uh, Xbox monetary value is, you know, and they push their sales up so high. The uh, the initial base audience they got is so many that Xbox doesn't sell as much as you know uh, they they should be selling because it's a bigger company, and uh, having these exclusives kind of pushes people. Halo is one of the biggest games, like with a bigger base, and not releasing it with the next gen will be like a, it'll be a loss for them. A business basis just doesn't make sense. It's what it does to things like Game Pass, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that takes the Xbox Series X away, like out of the equation completely. And Xbox is very much becoming the Netflix of gaming, right? And yeah, yeah. and not having not having Halo as part of that. Sign up now thing is probably a bit like quite a big hit. Although, uh, you know, having Destiny on there is a nice softener on it. I think two nails of the coffin for me on the Halo front, going back to the delay briefly, was um, the fact that they confirmed that RTX update would be coming after launch, after the initial launch, before the delay. And then also the uh, multiplayer was later on, but it would be free to play. So when you start releasing... <laughs> your main IP in sections, then you, you should know that you have problems. Um, otherwise, you're not delivering the entire product as one piece. So it's not going to ever meet your expectations or your vision if it's all broken up. Um, and Bungie have been pretty careful with that. Like anything that's like quality of life, they've been spreading across, you know, seasons. There's some things that are coming in season 13 and 14 that aren't going to deliver uh, or impact the the viability of the quality of the product but will over time improve improve the player experience things like bounties from orbit and stuff like that minor change but if it's going to potentially push something back in the main development cycle they'll push it back into a season so you know bungie are juggling similar um challenges it seems but they're picking and choosing more carefully exactly what those are like rtx tracing and then the whole multiplayer experience being launched separately are two massive pieces to to not provide at launch but that doesn't really matter now seems like it's all gonna have to launch together or or not at all so and well it won't be at all but will, will they will they change that decision and well a single player and a multiplayer together like every other game has always pretty much done for the most part um sort of seems to make sense it would be really weird if they didn't release the multiplayer and stuff alongside the uh single player campaign stuff like that yeah, it definitely would. 
and you know it makes me wonder are there you know issues with the multiplayer that is preventing them from being able to release it because generally when something gets delayed something's wrong you know and it, it's a concern for a game like halo mm. because i feel like multiplayer is an important part of the halo yeah, franchise and they got the whole of 2021 to do that now so, so it's important for them to get it this right is giving them the time and space to do it um and we'll, i guess we just have to sort of wait now i get i, I I don't know how many more updates we'll get between now uh, and next year with Halo. Um, they won't want to keep beating uh, the horse with it uh, while uh, you know they're tr- trying to sort of regather themselves and sort of try and work on it. They'll be working hard, man. It can't be easy under the circumstances everyone's in, and it's evident because they're not the only game to be delayed this year. So um, a lot of games, as we all know, have been delayed. So um, it doesn't surprise me, but... Um, I'm confident they'll pull it off. It's interesting to see what they come out with and and what they're able to produce. And we're going to learn much more next year on that. And, and do you guys think it's it's a good thing for Halo Infinite to be free to play with their multiplayer? Is that something that's going to benefit? They'll probably have battle passes. Overall? I think it's accessibility, right? Just trying to make that part of the game more accessible to more people. Um, yeah. That's true. And with with multiplayer, you know, they, they do need to have a larger player base. So the, the more people that are playing, the better mm-hmm. the experience is for all players. And I think that's why multiplayer generally is a free to play kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what a what an awesome discussion about Halo Infinite. And, and thank you all for being part of the conversation. All right. Well, let's do this, Guardians. We have one more segment left. We're going to talk about this week at Bungie that came out earlier today. And of course, we talked a little bit more about Solstice of Heroes. It is live. So if you are looking to get some awesome loot, it's available right now in the tower. You can visit Eva Levante and pick up the quest line to start your grind. Make sure to do one character at a time. Does it actually say, say pick up a character to start your grind? Did they actually confirm that we're grinding well you know it, it's gonna be a grind oh, yeah, no, I know we that. know that we well, know yeah. anything related to yeah. solstice yeah. of heroes is going to be a grind it is there no no it doesn't they recognize it last time it was a little too well the grind, grind was yeah. those were my words not bungees but but you know they're listening oh they won't yeah. that, they are listening they're 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 trying <laughs> they're doing their part and we also know that we have, have some more stuff that Bungie's doing a little bit differently this time around with Solstice of Heroes. Uh, last year, to get the legendary Sparrow, you needed to fully masterwork all armor on all characters. This year, you acquire a free glow after earning a magnificent armor set per subclass. So it's a little bit different this, this time around. It's not as grindy as we would say. And they did also disclose uh, some more stuff. Uh, this year, our approach was to give players a new path to earn high stat rolled armor pieces outside of raids, as these armor sets have a max power cap of 1360 They'll also have a lifespan that lasts through multiple seasons. 
the end result of this will be that players can spend their time finding that perfect role Dude, that should have been in game. That's crazy, right? That, that should have that should have just been referenced in game, and that would have been so, that would have solved a lot of the questions. I feel for people. I had I made a video on it the day before Twab confirmed it, but that should have been in the game when it launched. Yeah, personally, just would have made things easier. Even if even if it, even if it meant I didn't have to make my video, at least people oh, no, knew. I agree. I agree. So, can is it safe to say that this is your doing? No, not at all. But that was their intention. I'm glad that that was their intention and they've confirmed it. And I'm glad that what I thought was right as well. It would have been nice just to openly just say that to people, really, even if it's like as part of one of those Solstice things that pops up, you know, earn high stat roll armor through Solstice packages when you earn a Magnificent set. That's all it would have had to have said and people would have known what they were going to get by achieving certain armor sets. Um, I'm glad they've confirmed it. That's the main thing. Definitely. And, and we also learned something else. Obtaining majestic armor sets will grant progress bonuses on your other subclasses, as we talked about uh, briefly earlier. So if you're like me, to get your Magnificent Hunter set that you already have, you'll have to double your progress bonus for your next character's renewed or majestic armor objectives. Once you finish that character up, your third character will have three times progress bonus for armor objectives. That's pretty neat. I, I like that. So in effect, if you get everything done on one character, your grind will be half as challenging on your second character, and it will be I think, less difficult I think on your third character. So I think that is, makes uh, it I more... this post uh, to, to more what Jav was saying should have been in last week's top. Uh, and there's no reason why this, all of this information couldn't have been in last week's top to, to basically tell people expect double and then triple bonus, expect exactly that about the armor piece. This exactly. is how it's going to work. They should have tweeted it out. And I think because even people were asking on Twitter, Cosmo and DMG, you know, asking questions. And there was even a point where Cosmo seemed like he was getting confused on Twitter about yeah. what you get or what's, what's available with different armor sets. So the community managers are getting confused over what it is that you get from the event. Then can you imagine what the players feel like? And I think you actually hit the nail on the head. Mention this last week. You know, you showed us the trailer before it went live. Give us all this information ahead of time. And then it just rolls out a lot more smoothly uh, and people can just enjoy, enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but now they've had to just go back over and reconfirm everything. It just seems just the wrong way to go about it. But it's a learning experience, hopefully. Uh... Yeah, I, I think they need to really get the timing right. You know, it's good that they're communicating all of these things, but now they have to do it ahead of time rather than after the fact. And I think that's something Bungie's been struggling with. But, you know, you can only expect so much. I mean, you have to give them credit for what they're able to do. Sometimes we can often look back and criticize things. But oh, for some it, people know. that don't play during the week, it's, this is fine. Like it, it, what it, it really, on Tuesday, Wednesday, a lot of people jump on on the weekend for the first time and they read this and they're sweet. I know what to do. But yeah. um, for 50% of people that don't, it's, yeah, it's, it's finding out the hard way and then going, oh, I could have done that differently. So anyway. Definitely. Definitely. 
Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I'm I'm excited to play Solstice of Heroes, and you know, regardless, I think that it's good for them to make this uh, change now and to implement this now because it's it's still fairly early. The activity just launched. You know, it, I definitely agree with you all that it probably could have been communicated a little bit better than how it was, and. Yeah, it's something that, you know, they can hopefully learn from and take away for future content releases that we will be playing. And we know a few more things that we're going to touch on before we wrap things up for the evening. We have the Bungie Foundation updates from Christine Edwards, who is the director of the Bungie Foundation. And she stated the following. We unlocked two unique ways to participate first through direct donations and second through in-game purchases in the eververse store because of each of you we raised six hundred and two thousand dollars in donations and five hundred and fifty five thousand dollars from the empathetic ghost shell for a whopping 1.157 million dollars Every single dollar will go to help kids in children's hospitals across the country by bringing them engaging digital entertainment that will brighten their day, make their treatments a little bit more bearable, and will remind them that even during hard times, that their number one job is to play, smile, and be a kid. That's really awesome. And uh, it's it's so awesome to be part of a community where the entire destiny community can be so supportive to such important causes like uh, the ipads for kids program supporting important causes like australia and covid and black lives matter so i'm really happy to see that the destiny community is coming together in such an awesome way and even jarv i remember um a few months back during the covid stream you actually uh did a thing with houndish right and it, it's amazing. Yeah, we did a we did a bungee bounty. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was over on on YouTube. Yeah, that was good fun though. That was good fun. Yeah, and and it's 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 amazing what you and and the Destiny community does because it's the support from content creators like yourself that really makes a big impact in our community and helps so many important causes. So props to you and uh, to the entire Destiny community for everything that uh, we all come together to do in such a big way. And um, lastly, we do have a majestic fashion show. And if you are able to acquire your majestic armor sets in the game, uh, you can acquire something cool as a bonus. With some new majestic armor sets in the game, we'd be crazy if we didn't host another fashion show, Bungie says. For those new to the conversation, ever so often we challenge players to strut their stuff in the wild of Destiny 2. Mixing shaders, armor, exotics, and ornaments to find the perfect set and bonus points for those of you who find the perfect destination for their photo shoot. If you're selected, if you're selected, 
you'll walk home with a fancy emblem for your troubles. There are a few ground rules. Player must be wearing at least one solstice of hero's armor piece, renewed, majestic, or magnificent. No glows are required, and players must take a picture on any destination to qualify. So if you're in orbit, you are not eligible. And uh, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of cool that they're doing that. Um, I, I never participated in any fashion shows before in Destiny because I'm just, I'm pretty plain. I don't really get fancy. It's good that they're trying to get people to be a bit more creative. I mean, I'll hold my hands up and say that I just posted my character on the title screen. I think it seems like the easiest way to get a nice picture of your Guardian at the moment. But um, yeah, actually getting people to go out and explore and find a cool destination or even using cinematic cutscenes is quite a nice way of getting good pictures of your Guardians as well. Um, but yeah, I might go after that. I probably won't get it, but it's worth a shot. There's some amazing pictures. I'll do my um, fashion show next to Zavala when we're doing your interview with him. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay. That would be a good idea. Well, you could just take a picture. So, like if you have someone else's screenshot from theirs and you share, that, that would be another way to do it, okay, I guess. Okay, there you go. And, and, and Alan, I know that uh, you're almost done with your first character, right? So are, are you going to be going for the challenge? No, I'm done with, I'm done with, I'm done with two characters. I'm about to, yeah, uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I can game, I can be funny when I want to, I think so, but I'm terrible when it comes to being artsy. Like, <laughs> it's not my strong suit. I, 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 I'm not artsy at all. Like, Understandable. <laughs> I try, I try and it doesn't look good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally the same way. I'm I'm not very artsy when it comes to um, my fashion, anyways. At least, so I I've never participated. I mean, maybe I don't know. I want to say this though. Um, in my six seven years playing Destiny, there has never been a bungee bounty for India, never. And I've brought it up multiple times. I don't know who to approach. It's crazy. Just let me know and I'll see what I can do. Bushman Bob will yes. make that happen. Not there's, much. No, there's, there's, there's no bungee bounty for India. Do something, please. Yeah. Oh, that's is it. It's, it's now. Just clip this I, and then we'll um, send it off. Yep. Please do. Do something. Put it on Twitter and then I'll retweet it. It'll be fine. I'll try it, homie. I'll try it. I've added DMT. I've added. Cosmo about a deed. I wonder if they'll have more bungee bounties before November. It seems like a good opportunity to do them, even like for I've the month asking. of October or something. Crazy. I I just want to be a part of it. I I want to feel like I'm part of the community. You know. Yeah. Even if you're not the one doing it, if it's someone yeah, in, yeah, it's in India that's doing it, you can actually try to link up with them because you're local. Because you know where else? I mean, you can probably tie into. There's been a couple of Australian ones yeah. in New Zealand, but it's still that's still very different from where you are. So, yeah. actually, that's the question. Where do you normally end up when you're on PC? Do you end up? Um, you, I'm assuming you're Asia Pacific, similar to me. So, do you end up with a lot of? I find a lot of Koreans, Japanese, Aussies. Oh, are you in yeah. The, there's, there's like a there's a there's there's probably a thousand people probably 
mm. from India that play Destiny? Yeah. Probably. I feel like I know most of them. Because <laughs> 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 like, you match the same names over and over again, right? Unless yeah. I'm playing with an NA, two NA people with me. That's what I do when I'm trying to find some good games. I'm sorry, yeah. my dear brothers. Like, whenever I'm trying to get like some sweaty games, I have to go to NA servers. Uh, and, and that's the only time I get NA players. Other than that, it's Korean and it's um, you know it's it's my Indian brothers. That's about it. <sighs> Literally, anyway, if there's any way where we can participate, I'll I'll, I'll take it. Well, if Bungie's yep. listening, here you go. Your, your uh, hopefully, we can make this happen, King Allen. We will definitely. Uh, give you shout outs and make sure to like and retweet and see what we can do to help your efforts there. And uh, on that note, Guardians, uh, we, we have one last thing. We have some missing emblems that are occurring in the game. There is a form you can fill out if you are missing any emblems that you were supposed to receive, whether it be movies of the week, uh, the Bungie store, Bungie Foundation. You can get more information on that on Bungie.net by visiting this week's This Week at Bungie. And on that note, Guardians, we have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one being not so hot and five being bomb spicy tuna rolls. And in traditional form, we're going to rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls and King Allen, do you want to kick things off? How about you rate the weekly update? With the twab? <laughs> oh, I want to ask. Well, we, we do it every week. So, you know, even if it's not very, you know, spicy. It doesn't have to be spicy. Sometimes it's not very spicy. Okay, so... I... <laughs> So every, 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 I pay so much attention to everything Bundy does. The For the last couple seasons, I want to say, I've, cho- uh, I've chosen to like uh, not get any updates at all. Like in terms of uh, what's coming new and what's coming uh, and what are the changes and stuff like that. I like to play it out. There's literally nothing new. And earlier when uh, I said something about uh, this is the free content and this is the, the and um, they're going to stick to the same uh, modicum, you know, like the same uh, formula of uh, the, you know, like sauce and stuff. We didn't get anything for our paid stuff either. <laughs> we got a dungeon. We got a public event. What else did we I have a lot of issues with Destiny, like uh, content ways. Pure content ways, you know, uh, but I feel like there is gonna get great. So I've I've made a choice to not get any updates. So everything is new when it drops for me. You know, even the smallest thing is new when it drops, so I can enjoy it. So if you were to give this weekly update a number between one and five, what would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update? Uh, one. One. Okay. One out of five spicy <laughs> rolls for King Allen. All right. Awesome. And Jarv, what about yourself, man? How how would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly update? Uh I I I would give it a a two. 
I feel like there's there's some useful information on there for people, but um, it's uh, it's just not what everyone wants to 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 know about. Because I know DMT tweeted, you know, asking people what their top five things they wanted in the, you know to know about. Um, and I can categorically say that everything that's in the bungee was not on any of those lists. But um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll find out in time. Anyway, there's there's obviously a time for those things to come out, and uh, hopefully it's uh soon but yeah i mean it is it is what it is too so two spicy tuna rolls for me two spicy tuna rolls for jarv and bushman bob what about yourself oh look i think i would have given it three three and a half spicy tuna rolls as i said if this was last week and it was information that was useful um i, I got i would give it a one but i've boosted up to maybe one and a half because of the charity stuff in it maybe two i'll give it two because of the charity stuff that was good to get some information on it but it's not i didn't expect much from it either because i guess it's i'm not angry i'm just disappointed that's where yeah. i'm at you know yeah, one, I'm angry. Two, I'm just disappointed. So I'm just at a disappointed level with that one. Um, but again, my expectation, I didn't expect any massive news anyway. So I, I, I guess if they'd thrown anything new out there, it would have been a higher rating than, than three. But yeah. they didn't, and that's okay. And <laughs> who knows? Maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll learn more. It's supposed to be, um, or Gamescom oh, yeah. was supposed to be I didn't even think the end of that. August. Wow. So we might get something juicy mm. towards oh, well, the end of the month. Three. Uh, it, well, my thing for next week's top, if I'm going to give it a four, would be uh, even a five out of ten if they can announce the next be- uh, Bungie bounty will be in India. Bang. Oh, there shit. It. I'll be a straight ten right. for me. Let's go. <laughs> ten out of five, Bungie. <laughs> I'll give ten out of five, homie. <laughs> ten out of five. Ten out of five. <laughs> the Bungie boosty roll. It'll be the first one ever. It'll be the first one ever. Hashtag India. Hashtag India bad. Wait, what are you going So I'm I'm gonna say I, I think we're pretty unanimous in terms of the weekly update feeling because I'm gonna have to give the weekly update probably a two. I don't think there was a lot here. Uh I, I agree with Bushman Bob. This probably could have been communicated last week, not this week. Uh so slight misstep there. Mm. And overall, I mean, there wasn't really anything new here. They talked about problems with the game that they're trying to fix. There's a form if you're missing an emblem. I mean, it probably shouldn't <laughs> resort to having to create a form anyways. So I would give it a two. Spicy tuna rolls for this week. Yeah. And Guardians, on that note, wow, what a, what a, what a packed episode we had today. And thank you all so much for joining me tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. It was such a pleasure to hang out with all of you tonight. And thank you all for your time. Jarv, thank you so much. I know it's got to be late where you're at in your neck of the woods. Bushman Bob, thank you so much for joining us. And King Allen, thank you so much for sharing your story and for opening up and for sharing your amazing journey with us. You're you're truly an inspiration. And uh, it was such an honor to get to know you uh, this evening. Hey, brother, the pleasure was all yeah. mine. I made new friends. Yeah, no, Thank it's you such for a pleasure. And before we let you all go, I'd like to share with our audience where we can learn more about you. And Ellen, do you want to kick uh, things off? Brother Jarv go all first. right, we're going to have Jarv go first. Jarv, where can we learn more about you, brother? You want me to go first? 
you can find um, me pretty much anywhere. Uh, Jarvinus on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It's all there if you want it. <laughs> My main platform <laughs> is on uh, YouTube, though. If you just put uh, Destiny Jarv, you'll find me uh, in the search engines. Yep, and I get votes. I follow him on Twitter and I follow him on YouTube. He's amazing. Go follow him. Show him a lot of love. Give him a bigger platform. Yeah, go give him a follow. He is an amazing content creator and he's doing some amazing things in our community. So make sure to follow Jarv. Give him love and support. And um, Bush and Bob, where can we learn more about you? Oh. Um, you can call my wife and ask her a few questions if you want. But if you uh, <laughs> put an easier answer without giving a direct no, direct phone number, um, uh, it is Destiny Addicts podcast. Wherever you do your bits and pieces, so we're on Anchor, but all the all the places that podcasts are on Spotify as well. Um, I think we're Destiny Addicts One at, on on Twitter, and and if you want to find me directly, it's Bushman Bob and uh, Bushman Bob on Twitch. Most of the places, not many other people want to call themselves Bushman Bob, so I'm pretty safe there. Um, and Discord, so get me up. I mean, I mean, I guess the other thing is I'm in Cornwallio's um, Discord. You can or just click the button and send me a DM, and you know I, I'm not. I don't get a lot of DMs, so you know, if someone can send me that for a bit of love, that'd be great. <laughs> Slide into your DMs. That's it. <laughs> Slide, baby. Very cool. <laughs> and King Allen, where can we learn more about you? Um, right. I'm um, I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitch, and I'm, I'm on YouTube. I'm like a baby on YouTube. I don't even know what I'm doing. There's only like a few montages in there. <laughs> my content isn't great on youtube i'll get better so uh king allen on youtube x king allen uh, um on twitter next king allen on twitch and uh the reason there's an x is because i cannot get king allen because it's an old man uh no. that, that twitter handle and he hasn't been active for freaking eight years i've reached out to him but i can't get it so x king allen um on twitch and x king allen on twitter I'm really it's just a kiss. Yeah, it's it just is. A kiss. It, it, it so is. you need to change your, your your photo to you instead of I'm just looking at you now. Instead of it, your your photo, you need to be given out of kisses. I think that's that's a fair. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to have a great brand. brand. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Oh, I want to shout out this. I used to have a glorious beard. But we lost, right. uh, we traded the beard for a charity. Uh, it's happening right now, the Trevor Project charity. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. heard about it. Activision uh, is hosting it, and it's go it, it, it goes through to Tre August fifteen. It's uh, it's something personal. It goes to, to Trevor. Me. Trevor Project. It's uh, just one guy, Trevor. We're helping Trevor out. No, no, Trevor Project is the the LGBTQ uh, community for suicide awareness and help. Oh, that's it. In in America or in I'm, I'm uh, unaware. So yeah, do a shout global. out for it. What is it? It's global. Yeah. Um, so is it, uh, is it spelled like the name Trevor, or is it an acronym for something it, else? Or? It's the it's the Trevor Project. Nice. Okay, I'll have a look. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 very personal to me because suicide awareness and uh, it's something really close to me. One of these days, you'll get to learn that story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I traded my beard for a thousand dollars. Some good mm -hmm. soul. 
donated a thousand dollars for the Trevor project in exchange for my beard. That's why I don't have a beard anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it goes on till August fifteenth, and uh, we raised over uh, twenty eight thousand dollars, I think. Uh, 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 so we're trying to push past. Sorry, I think twenty two thousand. I'm not exact about the number right now. Right now, I'm not sure about the numbers. Uh, but it's definitely over twenty two thousand. Um, and uh, we're trying to push it to 50k and get them a lot of love and a lot of support from around the world. It's a great cause. I believe in it. Uh, one yeah. of my friends, uh, moms, both of them are part of it too. You know, the, uh, and, and and it's very personal to me. And, yeah, I like uh, it. Go on, and, support. and we'll make sure to provide the links for the uh, places where you can support the project. So we're going to make sure to include that in our show notes for this week's episode. Definitely. And Guardians, we've come to that time where we, we can thank you all for joining us tonight. Jarvis can go, go to sleep. sleep. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. It was such a pleasure to hang out again and to... Talk about so many awesome things from Solstice of Heroes to Halo to content creation to analytics and so much more. So Guardians, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the Destiny Show podcast. Before we let you go, you can find us at The Destiny Show on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch at The Destiny Show. We also have a website at destinyshow.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at OMG Cornholio. And Guardians, we'll be back next week at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Thursday for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. And thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network.